0: you go. See, I waited for Izzy to do it. Welcome to the Yang Yang Roundtable. It's 4.11 p.m. Sunday, September 27th, 2020. I have a nice crowd of basic income advocates with me. We have Ariel, Ku, Izzy B, Karen, Mia Songbird, Hannah Wan, and Zach Sager. So it's good to see all of you. Um, Emmett Short will hopefully show up uh, sometime soon. We're waiting for him, but we're going to just start talking. Uh, we started to have a, a sort of impromptu debate about the jobs guarantee uh, in relation to basic income, and it was getting pretty good, so I just you know, turned the stream on. Um, so where were we with that?
1: We had three different camps. Um, some people were anti-federal jobs guarantee, some people were um, pro-federal jobs guarantee, and some people were pro-federal jobs guarantee, but only with UBI. Mm-hmm. Were there any new camps that wanted to pipe up with any different opinions?
2: Well, I think Hannah was mission. Yeah, we were, oh, yeah, the were explaining. I mean, I thought, thought that, like, Hannah was mentioning that, uh, like she said, like, yes. UBI yes. Is, like, is like the FJ is somewhat like the FJG for people to choose their jobs or something like that, so. Yeah, right. so saying,
3: yeah instead of uh, having pre-selected jobs that people can choose from uh, for a federal jobs guarantee, just recognize all different kinds of labor, including, like, in the arts, uh, caretaking of your own family, um, or any other... Weird creative thing that currently doesn't have a market value, but is valuable to society. So um, I don't see uh, federal jobs guarantee and UBI as being mutually exclusive, uh, although I do like the flexibility of UBI way more. So for me, I consider it more of a federal jobs guarantee where you get to choose whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'm with you
4: there. So my concern about a federal jobs guarantee is I just don't think there is actually enough Work that the government has for people to do. Um, I mean, especially in certain parts of the country. And I I feel like you get to a point where you're basically paying people to do a job that doesn't actually exist. You know, you're essentially giving people an income to show up at a location and just sit there for eight hours and go home doing and
0: nothing. The private sector does that right now. So we know it's a real problem. I and mean, there's no yeah. reason that the the public sector wouldn't
5: too. I think you're right. Right. Yeah. And oh yeah, absolutely. I can chime yeah. in on the you're private right. sector one. Yeah, please do. But yeah. So basically like I, I had like, sometimes you get these pity jobs either by like, <laughs> um, you know, you know, thing or, or by your relatives where, uh you know you you run out of work early and you're just like browsing the internet in the office and then when the when the boss Mm. walks by you're pretending that you're busy and they, they 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 really don't care and it's like that is so that that's like stupidity beyond belief because like if at least if you went and you like went to a park and you like cleaned up at a park that would be more like uh, productive than some BS job. I mean, there's like a right. whole section of these things called BS jobs that, like, oh, like, like you know, because of our idiotic Calvinist, you know, um, idea of bull crap, we're gonna make you waste your time. But at least it looks like exactly you're being productive. Exactly. You know, it's,
0: like, it's, think about that. What must do to your psyche? If you know, if you really internalize that, my work is not valuable here. I am in timeout essentially. <laughs> <laughs> How infantilized right. you really are if you think about the real yeah. nature of your bullshit job. Um, so it's right. a real problem. We well, have to end. well,
5: well, I mean, I mean, public schooling is a federal education guarantee, basically. But the thing is, is that like not all people want the same kind of education. And basically it's it's an education of failure, because as I as I said it to Izzy while I was on his podcast, the schooling system was preparing our generation for a non-existent future, but when our parents were going to school, that that present existed. So they were just like hooked up with like an office job or a factory job. But now that the 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 you know the sand the the kind of like floor shifted be, like right beneath our feet, we were basically prepared for a non-existent future, which is BS, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well. I think um, what we were talking about with the um, the jobs and the, you know, basically bullshit jobs, as we were referring to, kind of reminds me of the Scott Santons article where he describes um, the silent screams and uh, compares UBI to Monsters, Inc. Has anybody watched that? It's really yeah. it's really good.
2: Yeah, um, and I'm not sure if Ariel also mentioned that on the podcast. I, I did hear that, that correlation with... You know, monsters Inc. Like being like the the like the uh, monsters version of UBI or something, where they they get like a a sort of uh, uh, revenue from the screams they collected. But the other Uh, thing is that there was if we since we're talking about since we're on that that subject, um, the other thing is that uh, the uh, um, the the guy the uh, the boss or whatever of the Monsters Inc. uh, Corporation or whatever he was pretty corrupt. And he wanted to use all the screens that he wanted to make make a profit off of it. And then, uh, like uh, you know, Sully or whatever befriended uh one of the the children, and you know they're seeing like a like a oh like a par- parasite or, or like some sort of like a taboo. So like you know when they were showing up, when the kids show up in like a freaking restaurant, like, like everybody say like they could use you know the same energy they use for screens for actually you know making them laugh. You know, something more healthy rather than, you know... Right. And them- not
5: only that, but the laughs produced more energy than the screams did.
4: <laughs> so, I, uh, I've i only seen bits and pieces of Monsters, Inc., but this sounds very interesting to me. Can you guys explain what you're talking about uh, for someone who's never seen Monsters, Inc.? Because wow. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> bit lost, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> I'm with you.
6: So um, maybe I can do the quick summary is that the the monsters are scaring the kids at night because when they get the kids to scream and get frightened, they collect that energy from them and they actually power their towns with it. Mm-hmm. So monsters in their in their world live off of children's screams and nightmare. So they they're trained and uh, create nightmares for kids. But uh, they discovered by accident that uh, because they had one monster come in and accidentally make a child giggle mm-hmm. rather than <laughs> rather than being scary, the child found him to be hilarious. Um, and they discovered that when they when when they used that kind of energy, um, the the happy energy was like much more powerful than the scream energy, even. Yeah.
1: But the industry that was built around it benefited from continuing to use screens because that was the system they already had in place. <sighs>
6: That's dark. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That's, I, I see where this extended metaphor goes now. Yeah. believe but, uh, but basically they
6: had to convert their, um, their, their energy into a more efficient system by learning to collect laughter instead. And so, uh, and that made children's lives a lot better also at the same time.
2: <laughs> like the system, the system they had before uh, is it's kind of similar to ours, where I mean, uh, we're more or less uh, it's the uh, you know profiting off of people's fears. Sure. In this case, it was the, fear uh,
6: and misery. Right, go to work it, or your right. your life will be exactly on. when they right. don't even deserve They'll it. Like they, they don't,
2: they're, not, they're not even like you know, they're not even aware of this. And then uh, you know they, you know, uh, they're you know trying to trying to make people like uh like very anxious and like, uh you know, to the point where they themselves become, become monsters, but things like, you know, trying to make them laugh and being positive or whatever. And you, you try to make uh, that somewhat universal. It's, it's quite stronger, you know, in a way, cause that's, it also, you know, uh, uh, yeah, brings more unity, you know, more, more sustainability and stuff like that. But the, our current system is all about, you know, working ourselves to death and projecting, and yeah, making others miserable, and then you know, uh, getting getting profit, like forcing
6: people to go to work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So I don't know if that's a proper correlation, but it's, I don't know. It seems close enough.
3: I mean, there was a plot twist in the movie where um, instead of generating screams, they actually want like had a machine that would actually extract. So it was like this torture device. So uh-huh. <laughs> that kind of. <laughs> Oh, that that kind of mirrors, like I guess, our current economy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Reminded me of fracking. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
3: yeah
6: so, what did you think, Zach? Because um, this is your first time encountering this story. I gotta watch this movie right now.
4: I mean, it, it sounds like. I mean, I know it's kind of a, a kids' movie, but it, it, it's very uh, as an adult. It really makes you think, you know. So, I, it's definitely something that I have to check out. And it actually reminds me a little bit. Of the the history of the light bulb, I don't know if any of you are familiar with this. Yep. So, I mean, mm -hmm. when the light bulb was first invented, it was actually there were actually um, um, very well made products that didn't really go bad, and there are actually a few light bulbs around. Um, I saw uh, maybe five years ago. I saw. um, You ever watch that show? I think it's called like a night at the museum or something or um
2: mm-hmm. yeah um, i saw that yeah
4: well there was this episode that was about this guy who uh who who worked at this fire department for like 40 years he was like a, a veteran firefighter and uh the firehouse had been there for like over a 100 years and there was this light bulb like in a, like, way up high in the high ceiling that there was no way to turn it on and off. But the whole time he was working there, it was always on, and he never saw it off, ever. And he thought it was kind of strange. And, you know, they looked for a switch. They couldn't find a switch anywhere in, in, in the firehouse. Um, they looked into it, and it turns out that the light bulb that was in there Uh, was put in when they first built the lighthouse in, like, the early 1900s. And for some reason, they never wired in a switch. And this was an original light bulb, and it was still on, still on and functioning about 100 years later. And what happened was um, that model for light bulbs was just, it was not, uh, uh, from a business standpoint, it wasn't feasible. It wasn't maintainable. So Westinghouse and Thomas Edison essentially bought out all these small light bulb manufacturing companies and started putting stock in the shelves with light bulbs that had a shelf life of just like a year or so. So people would have to buy new light bulbs. So when you're talking about like a more efficient... You know, the giggles might be more efficient uh, to power a town or whatever versus screams. But the machine that's already set up is designed for screams. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like there was a little bit of a parallel there. Um, but now, of course, we've got LED bulbs, which are very efficient and last forever. So uh, it kind of took us 100 years to get back to that <laughs> good technology
6: yeah it's a really interesting story and I'm going to um, add that to our um, live stream chat here um, but the interesting thing I think is that um in the monsters Inc right once they discovered that oh you could collect laughter we didn't actually know know that um they did retool their society to use that information and became and, and uh, did better so hopefully and you know <laughs> yeah. we can do that with ubi and that, we got to get rid of
5: uh, corruption, Inc. in our politics.
6: Corruption,
5: Corruption, Inc. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what we got. Cor- <laughs> corruption, Inc. Unless we replace all these people. I mean, I was just watching a documentary about like how, like, the United States, you know, after World War II, went absolutely insane with like the Red Scare and communism, and it's like ev- everything that challenges the status quo no matter what it is is just quickly branded as communism so that so that so that just sets up an alarm in people's heads and i love the you know capitalism that doesn't start at zero and like 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 framing the bailouts as communism for the corporations and the rich individuals so there is a way of doing this but it's just that these 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 idiots in a time warp have like reframe the conversation so much that they just use that word and it's like (laughs) boo
2: you know yeah yeah lots of lots of fear-mongering that's that's going on and, and uh they're just they're just like um passing the torch you know from the people at the top and the media to you know those in in our communities in our society and it's just and it's it's destroying you know every single generation Every every everybody's lives, and we're we're creating a lot of dissociation, a lot of various forms of division, various forms of like double standards and self entitlement, and, and just you know a dystop a dystopian atmosphere. So and and when it comes to dystopian atmospheres, like uh, it has you know it has history. Like when it comes to like our society or you know other similar ones, it, it's like it's it's just like this. You you notice like this this toxic pattern and no one has broken it yet. Is is everyone is just throwing their hands up and going, Well, it is what it is You know what mm-hmm. I mean So or like, Oh let's 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 uh, be all about entertainment and you know uh like what's what's trending and what's what's uh you know what's what videos are going viral and stuff, you know, and then once disaster hits and everyone is, is panicking. They're like they're like a mess, they're not ready. So it's like like we told you, <laughs> but uh.
6: so what if we actually did have uh, this um, economy based on joy, right, rather than fear? I mean, we could be valuing things like learning.
5: We'd look like, a lot more like Scandinavia, wouldn't we? I mean, mm-hmm. like Finland has like a happiness, you know, feeling. Like Yang said, like well, like like we we do Gallup polls in the U.S., but do we ever do like like? And I'm sure like there's some on like mental health and like. Like all of this stuff. So why, why can that not be a measure instead of GDP? The you know, GDP doesn't mean it. It's, it, it's, it's just like, like, yeah, we're, we're all stuck in a time warp in a land before time and we just haven't updated our systems. We're still using, uh, you know, really old, really shitty systems. I mean, like, like I, I I'm to blame for some That's of this myself because it's like, I remember because I'm right now I'm talking about on a, iPhone, uh, 10, 11 actually. And before I got my, I, 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 I was always against like people running for like iPhones when the new one came out. So but I still had my iPhone 5s, and then the last thing. And then all of a sudden I, I realized that it's battery was like swelling up and actually pushing back on the rest of the phone until I'm like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I finally got the iPhone 11 which I'm talking to you right now and it's just been such a relief because the 5S it always said like oh memory space is 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 like you know is is getting low. And then I always go in and delete stuff. And then I'd always go in and I would always go in and do that. But then when I got the 11, I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually so much better. But then there was something in my head that I said, you know what? I'm not like those other people who will just get the next version, you know, the minute it comes out. My 5S is okay for me. And I'm like sticking with that. Okay, maybe for like one or two years. But like after three, it's like I just got to I just got to kind of do it. I just got to get with the times, you know?
2: Yeah. Or you're actually or you're actually forced to get with the times because they're always updating everything and then yeah, making yeah, you switch over. Even when yeah, it, yeah. And, and like if you if you don't have the money, it's like it, it's like ugh, you're just stuck yeah, with the
5: that's, that. So that's 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 true. Too that's yeah. true. So so that so so that's why I didn't go from like a 5S to like a six, uh it, but but it's like I should have went from like a 5S to like maybe an eight. Or something like that. Instead of and and wait, instead of the six or seven. But I waited all the way up until eleven. So it's it's not like you 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 have to like be so ahead of the curve and so right there and keep it up like every single day. But the thing is, is like like that. Like let's say after a certain amount of years, at least like four. <laughs> Like, like you, you, you got to kind of update things, you know, but not, but not like every month or, or like, you know, maybe every other year, but like Congress is, is like on a flip phone. They're not even on a, on a freaking light, you know? So, so it's like a certain point is like, Hey, like, you know, these systems are so old and so archaic. What, what the hell are we doing over here, guys? you know. Right. Although I
3: think we're kind of getting off of Faye's point, uh, where she was talking about what if we were to um, uh, create an economy that's surrounded, like it's based on joy and like increasing um, happiness. And I feel like a lot of people um, are against that idea because they uh have like this weird dystopian view of what it's. Like to pursue your own happiness. It's like laying around and doing nothing. It's like, well, do you lay around and do nothing? Uh, and, uh, there was one time where I had a job where it paid really well. It was like 20 bucks an hour to essentially sit at a desk. So I was like the office manager for the small office and I just had to be there for a certain amount of time. I need to like handle meetings, whatever easy office management stuff. Uh, but I thought, okay, I could probably do this for a long while, you know, um, maybe read on the side, learn some things. Uh, I was only there for like maybe six months because I could not stand it. Like I, I like did a little free coding course while I was at work. uh, but even then I was just like, I could be doing something better with my time. Like the money wasn't worth me spending all my time just sitting at this desk, feeling like I was not getting anything done. So even if people are well taken care of, um, it doesn't mean that they're going to sit around and do nothing. Like there is, I think, a natural human compulsion to seek something that is satisfying.
5: hundred. So I think,
3: yeah, so giving people the resources and opportunity to actually do that, I think, would uh, and, and, make uh, society like that much more flexible and interesting mm-hmm. and
5: um, better and towards that, well-being. That, yeah,
2: that's as
5: part of the update,
2: I do want to I do want to like crush this this notion that no that there are people out there that are so uh like uh against you know being joyous or happy or whatever. I mean I I mean we we all we all want uh you know you know to uh you know live live a you know you know be happy and positive and nice and stuff, but it has to be authentic. It cannot be forced. For instance, like if you want to see real happiness, just go to a, a Yang Gang rally. That was real enter- That was real positivity. <laughs> that was real energy. You know, it's like everybody was was having a good time. Everybody was partying, and you know, it, we we felt like a family or whatever. That's that's real happiness, real positivity. Not that stuff you see, like oh smile or oh let's let's uh, talk about entertainment because uh, we're. You know, because there's, we're talking about something that's depressing or uncomfortable, and I don't want to feel a certain way. That's not happiness, all right. That's just that's deflection. That's that's trying to uh, just uh, avoid something that's uncomfortable. You know, and and when it's one is actually pretty important and cannot be I- ignored. You know, that's I mean that in my eyes, that's considered toxicity rather than positivity. You know, which t- turns to toxic positivity or fake positivity so what we it needs to be authentic you know and i'm i'm feel like Scandi, scandinavia is somewhat like that because you know they have a reason to be happy but the other thing is like there are also cultures who don't appear happy but they are you know like the french you know but they're but they're at they're at their own par as far as like positivity like like internally at the same level as you know scandinavia you know to 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 an extent so i mean it's not like you know you know, trying to appear positive, whatever. It's, it's it's all about you know, like just giving people a reason to to feel that way because it's, you know it's like, and and if they don't smile or whatever, like don't hold it against them or don't make it mandatory and and stuff or like make it make it a regulation or whatever. What you should be making a regulation or a mandate is you know like uh you know giving them a reason to smile, helping others in need, giving them the to, to like uh, keep themselves afloat and you know, put food, please, and 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 fam, you know, help their families, you know, save lives, etc., etc., rather than you know, stomp all over them, throw mud in their face, and then expect them to still be all smiles after all that. It's, so, it's yeah, it's, as, it's, a, as a teacher, what does it look like that? So, mm-hmm. I, as long as it's authentic, then whatever, well, sure,
6: or a parent right when you're working with uh with children and you're trying to get them to behave or trying to get something that you want them to do um you you spend a lot of time thinking intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation so every time you give them a reward or you give them some kind of punishment you're increasing the extrinsic um motivations right you're trying to say okay well i'm going to force you to do this or reward you for doing this. And both of those don't work as well as he just wants to do it. Right. And that's the intrinsic motivation. How do I get him to actually want to be a a social person? How do I get him to want to learn things uh, and enjoy learning? Because if you, if he enjoys it, it, then it's like a game to him. He enjoys it. He wants to do it himself. Um, It's almost effortless. It just happens. Um, But when you have to constantly be giving some sort of extrinsic motivator, Uh, it's like pulling teeth. It's constantly, it's like, okay, well, uh, some candies work today, but next week, you know, maybe he candies don't work anymore. Now you got to give him something else, you know, or I take away the computer. Great. But tomorrow when I take away the computer, it no longer works. I have to keep upping that extra, you know, motivator on the outside. And it just, it's very frustrating. It's, it's, um, and it's uh, very much like the analogy of what's happening in our society is that, you know, it's like, well, we can give you a certain amount of money to sit there and do nothing or to do something that's really um, difficult for you and you hate it, you know, or whatever. Um, but that just increases the misery in the world. It's not it's not making our it's making our world worse, not better. So,
1: man. I uh, I think it's important to remember there's like a place for everything, too. Right so like you don't want to go to a funeral particularly for example and like tell everybody to be positive there but you don't want to like walk into a group hangout where everybody's just like watching a movie or something having popcorn and like slam them with a bunch of serious uh, stuff so we have to remember that we're different people at different times in different places and find where we fit the best and where we belong the best too so there's a bit of like a Finding your tribe and finding the people who make you feel whole, who you can be yourself with and the many different selves you
2: are with. I was gonna
6: say in relation to the UBI, right? Um, without the universal basic income, the way that we're uh, you you're forced to find work in order to do something else that you want to do, uh, afford to be able to have some other fun or afford to be able to take care of somebody. Um, you know. So the, the motivator and the actual work itself is so separated and, uh, and it creates this, this constant tension, right? Because you're taking time away from something that you actually care about doing to do something you don't care about, just so you can go back to doing that other thing. But uh, if we have the UBI, I think uh, everyone is going to align themselves better, It's going to have the freedom to actually uh, make decisions about how to spend their time that's going to support Um, being motivated, wanting to do more things, um, and getting more accomplished and doing things that you're actually really good at rather than, you know, just, I have to do this in order to survive. Go ahead.
2: And I, and I feel like, uh, right now our society is like one big, uh, talk show where you know how, like the host, like they say something and then they have like the, the crowd applause or reacts on cue, and they're literally what what's happening is that you know in that setting we have a guy we have we have someone who's holding up a sign or a teleprompter telling us what to say, how to react and it's 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 literally you know rehearsed and scripted it's not all authentic at all yeah but that's that's our that's our that's our way of life, and no one's like saying, hey. This is pretty shitty. We gotta do something about it. Except right. Andrew Yang, or and and then, and then like we, it. yeah, we
5: we have the zombies who just want to fall in line, right? With right. What you're saying, right? Yeah, and then and then the zombies want to make you into a zombie, and then they get mad at you when you're not a zombie. It's yeah, like that's those devils. Yeah. So right. maybe
0: a good analogy uh, is is uh, a even better analogy might be professional wrestling, where you're watching two guys pretend to hit each other. You know, one guy whew, swings his hand. <laughs> Almost makes contact, the one guy, the other guy, ah, reels back, and you're like, what just happened? You know, for a second, like, I'm not sure, did, they, did he hit? But then the announcer's like, oh, a devastating haymaker. And you're like, oh, a devastating haymaker, that's what that was, for sure. So, it, it's just like that, and the, the media are the, the color commentators in this political wrestling match where really nothing is happening, and we just get so wound up about
5: it. I call them the Morania. The the, the Morania. Yeah,
7: the Morania. I want to jump in for a second uh, to suggest. uh, I'm sorry, I'm running a little late to this conversation of technical difficulties, but here's the deal. I think comparing a federal jobs guarantee and a basic income is a false equivalency. And here's why they've now proven, because of the stimulus check, that they could get money to everyone, mostly everyone, in a relatively short time. In fact, they could run another stimulus check, and I guess it would go faster, This uh, another stimulus check. A federal jobs guarantee, however, is a program that has to be approved by Congress, has to be, once they've approved it, they've got to set up the mechanisms of what kind of jobs people are going to get. They're going to have to hire vendors to be the ones to say, I'm going to hire some people to do a job that I'll get paid for the federal government and blah, 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 blah. There's a whole huge process involved. In the meantime, a whole bunch of people are going to fail. They're going to be evicted. They're going to starve. They're going to be destroyed, waiting for the federal jobs guarantee that they'll be less capable of even doing because you didn't provide them any help. And I I couldn't possibly express how against I, I am of a federal job guarantee if there is not a basic income for all kinds of assumptions that have been made about what a job is and what work is, I am very frustrated by the Democrats, the progressive Democrats, who've parked on this federal jobs guarantee and haven't let up and have not thought this through. It they, they sounds noble. It harkens back to what happened after the Depression when we had all the works program, the WPA and everything. But they're not talking about what's happening in the moment. Is People are failing right now. And people are disenfranchised right now and hanging on by a thread right now. And you could do something about that right now. And I don't even think the monthly uh, support program that they want to pass would, would be extend long enough to make this federal job guarantee work. And they're just simply acknowledging on the other end of that. The decimation of jobs due to technological unemployment, because that's going to be accelerating to protect supply lines in the pandemic. So it's just a dead zone for me. I am against it. I think that once you get your eyes on the prize of basic income, and you think about that deeply, what that implies and how many people it would help. The federal jobs guarantee is a stupid idea to me.
4: Let me let me piggyback on that real quick because. You know, we are advancing to a post-jobs era, I I firmly believe, you know, with technology and automation, artificial intelligence. You know, eventually the jobs that exist in the private sector are solely going to be disappearing. And that's part of the reason why we need a universal basic income. But what happens if we implement a federal jobs guarantee as these private sector jobs are disappearing? What's going to happen is pretty much... 95% of the workforce is going to end up switching over to be employed by the federal government over time. You know, I mean, if we agree that most jobs that currently exist in the private sector are going to disappear, everyone's going to end up working for the government eventually. And there's just not actually going to be work for them to do. So you're going to end up with a situation where, you know, you have a ton of people on the federal payroll, Doing nothing, and then the few people that are still employed by the private sector are probably going to be pretty ticked off that you know their buddy working for the government, working in quotations because they're not actually working because there's not actually work, they're getting paid a similar wage. Because, I mean, let's face it, the federal government is going to be paying a livable wage with good health care attached to it. I mean, we should have health care anyway, but that's something else. But it's going to have good benefits, probably a pension and all this stuff that a lot of people in the private sector don't have. So, I mean, and even for people who do work for the government currently right now, like teachers, like we don't pay our teachers very well. How is it fair for a teacher who's not getting paid all that well to be making the same amount of money from essentially the same employer, the government? Uh, you know, compared to someone who's doing nothing working for the government, if, if that so makes any sense. Want
6: to, um, I want to uh, take a look at federal jobs guarantee as just being old-fashioned. I mean, it it's, is, we're just is. really stuck in the thought of that, you know, people need to have a job in order to value, right. and that money and, only is given to you because you're exchanging your time for somebody else's welfare rather than doing something for yourself or your or your own family.
5: And not to mention, like, one of the most stupid things I hear in school is that your home life should be left at the door once you step into the classroom, as if that's possible. Wh- whoever says that needs to have their head examined for, like, something in there. Uh, it, it's it's so Well, same here, here, thing with the
6: workplace once you get older. Right. right Leave your right, home life the at, at exactly, the door.
5: Exactly. So here's the thing. Now... Here's what I like to think. I say that it's no time to teach someone swimming lessons when they are drowning at that moment. You can't so so you can't get someone who is in extreme poverty and teach and and then and then like like teach them rocket science or teach them calculus. Get get you you know, and, and doctors, it's like the first thing you do is like you stabilize the patient. The first thing you do is like like you, you you don't put a bandage on a flesh wound. You like have to do so many things before that, before you do it. These boneheads who keep talking about like retraining and like skills and everything like that. Well, you know when the worst time to, to be retrained and learn skills is the worst time is when you're constantly worrying about other things in your life, you idiots. And like, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just going to say that because because it disgusts me so much that people can have such little common sense and such little compassion and have their heads so far up their behinds to treat people like this.
6: But of course, it completely ignores the fact that a lot of people can't work. Some people have gotten too old or too frail. Some people are sick. Some people have disabilities from the time they're born or whatever. There's just so many reasons why you might not be able to work. If you're with a baby, you know, how how much work can you do when you're already taking care of several people at home who are very young and they might hurt themselves if you're not watching them for a second. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on in the world. I've, and if everybody could assort themselves to, to the things that they do best and the things that they're most passionate about doing, um, our society would probably work here, better here's, than it here's is. Working what right I, now.
5: I, I really want to see these people who keep saying these things live these things instead of just saying them like the people who keep saying people are lazy people don't want to do anything if we stripped them of their house their clothes their bank account their friends and put them in a random place and told them to just make it i want I, i i wonder if they'd be willing to do that to put their money where their mouth is as they proverbially say but they don't it's like it's easy for some fox Host or some big conservative radio show host to just you know you know blab on and on you know about about like oh people who think they're entitled and they're they're you know they're this but it's like okay Mr. Big Radio Host or Fox News whatever the hell you guy let's strip you of everything you have put you in some random place you've never been to and tell you to make all of your money back and then and the one they say no we'll tell them
6: if we get back to the federal jobs guarantee issue right though. If we, um, I don't think that it's a, you know, it's a bad intentioned type of thing. You can have a federal jobs guarantee as in, if you want a job and you can't find one, we will help you. It would just be like a federal, like uh, an employment, um, you know, yeah. connection type of thing. If you need, if you would like to be doing something and you would like to be able to find something to do, um, great. You know, let the federal government help people find a find something. But um, don't make it contingent on people being able to live well. Right. right. If you're not right. looking for a job and you have plenty of things that you'd like to work on, you're an artist and you just want to be making installation art or whatever it is that, that you, th- you are the most passionate about. Um, what you don't, we don't have to force people to be working. We don't have right. to, you know, create a situation where everybody must have a job in order to be um a uh, survivor in our, in our I mean, economy
1: is there anybody in this room who does not have something that they would like a project that they would be working on right now if they had the means to do it individually on their own well oh, i'm is living there, with that
3: life right now like all still, my all the work that i'm doing right now is unpaid you, I, you can see I, yeah.
5: I do
7: my pitching. <laughs> it's up <not> right there
3: <laughs> and
5: and yeah and most no only, of then,
7: something
0: in our life that we we do Despite the poverty, and we would and, do it more and better if we had money.
5: Yes, and it's like the vultures who prey on people who don't, you know, have anything uh, are are the ones that they're they're these job scams that they tell you to like sell whatever the hell. It's like they tell you to sell like free cell phones to like low income people or like do this and that. And they're 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 really disgusting, like sales companies out there who like get desperate people and tell them to do, you know, unethical things. And it's so gross and it's so destructive to our society. I know because I've seen these things and it's like. What the hell? Like, like you, you get someone with a bachelor's degree or a master's degree and you tell them to go into a low, very low income, like crime ridden community and like do, do, do like not even give them a tent and tell them to go randomly sign people up for some random things. It's, it's disgusting.
7: I, I agree with that. And what I want to say is the most powerful thing that a basic income does, like structurally in terms of scams and in terms of exploitation of people, it gives you the power to say no. If a federal jobs guarantee runs like um, unemployment does, where you've got to take a job no matter what it is, or you've got to stay at that job, even though you might be in an abusive environment, you've taken you've, you've set in stone, okay, abuse and exploitation. There will be vendors who will exploit people bellying up to federal money who, that you can't say no to them if, if they say they're going to hire you and I've, I've had that happen to me if they say yes. they're gonna hire mm-hmm. you you can't say no because unemployment will be cut off this is it's the- happening all the time to essential
6: yeah. workers who were never yeah. allowed to leave to people who were whose bosses were allowed to tell them it's time to come back even if uh, regardless of your family situation our legislator said if your boss says you know it's time to come back to work you no longer get unemployment you have no right to just to say
2: no and that's the big cro- the big problem you know going off of like what Karen mentioned not people aren't really given the choice to say no i mean they may s- say they are but but in actuality it's like they like they they know like uh these people who say like oh you you can like leave you ca- this job or this this place or whatever but they they say it knowing that we don't have the means the resources to do so you know, so it's like it's it's a, it's a it's a power trip. It's 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 all a, it's all a game. And like and like uh, and I also Ooh. like you know, I think Ariel mentioned on on the podcast as well that you know he was like he they he wasn't taught like to start start his own business or drone company and stuff. He learned that on his own. And it's like you know, and to like my you know, what's going on in the black community, there's not enough to, like say the same thing, it's like, there's not enough direction, people just got like, we're, we're supposed to like, just figure it out, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly, Izzy, and you know, you know
5: what else, uh, what else um, conservatives love about UBI and libertarians, and Fred the felon actually said this, it's not, like, 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 something that I find annoy- annoying with progressives, it's like, they want one man, like, be a savior. Savior. No, vote for me, and I am your savior. I will lead you to the way. Whereas with Yang's idea, it's like, no, 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 no one is your savior to just like save you, but will empower you with the resources to free yourself. It's, right. and, and it's and it's not contingent upon if you voted for this or if you do as we say, or or if you like fell out of line. It's just about giving you what you need to live that life that's like abundant and limitless. That's so beautiful because it's not like vote for me because I'm the only one that can save you. That's the beauty of it. <laughs>
6: Well, I think the, the mandatory nature of a uh, job guarantee would be the question. If it's, if it was a mandatory program where you had to participate in order to be able to survive, I think that would be creating a, a new evil in the world. But if you, um, if you have, you know, people just connecting you to different things that need to be done, uh, I think we generally appreciate those kinds of people, right? Yes. I mean, we'd like yes. to, we'd love to do something for Andrew Yang, but we don't know what. And so the people who are yeah. coordinating all the volunteers, uh, we appreciate them for doing that kind yeah. of, that work. And, and, that's and, a really and, important job.
5: And you see, that's, that's the thing that that turns off a lot of uh, conservatives and libertarians, is and, and why they jump to communism and socialism because of this mandatory nature that 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 they see that like some progressives are talking about. But the beauty of the UBI is that you can opt out. Either you have regular welfare or have the UBI. It's like choices you can make. Choices. Isn't that isn't that a beautiful word? Choices. Making all, which, yeah. which,
6: practically anything yeah. good, right? If you once you make it mandatory, it can become somewhat less good and possibly even evil. Like giving people free clothes, that's a just a pure good. But giving people free clothes that they don't want and then in that they want to that they are going to wear this particular uniform okay because you've now given it to them that suddenly makes it not so good you're like oh, even, really?
5: even even something <laughs> Do I, I really want like, those like, free clothes ma- then? mandatory <laughs> mandatory I- ice cream i mean or like people even like ice mandatory
6: ice cream yes right right
5: exactly it's, it's like <laughs> it it's somehow like free, becomes a little
1: two scoops, evil two another thing to remember about uh free stuff is often it becomes free because it was exploited out of somebody else so like your free clothes things, you don't even need to go so far as it has to be like bad clothes It could have been used for or um, created with uh, unfair trade labor. So That's true. that it's um, okay. actually something you would not want, but you have no choice but to take because it's the only thing affordable to you for clothes right. because right. you're poor. Well, yeah. That's something we've all
0: experienced. What, could sound, uh, what sounds better uh, on paper than free education, right? It, education right. is free empowering, education. exciting. It, it, it's, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. Right. It's a good thing, sharing knowledge, right? Um, right. When it becomes compulsory, though, it becomes like one of the formative right. traumas for every American oh, yeah. child. Right? It we, sucks. We spoke about.
8: This. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: I worked at a job for uh, four months, and maybe one of the indicators of it is that they had these events that were called mandatory fun. Mandatory and, fun? Uh, fun? Yes, it was literally called mandatory fun. That, to the that, point where <laughs> that's the name of where, a weird we album. A fun run at schools
6: everywhere uh, in the United oh, States. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry.
3: That's no, the but there was, was where, there was one time where there's one time where I skipped out for a little bit. Uh, like I couldn't tell what the hell was going on, so it's like okay, I attended something, and then I left halfway through, and then I got reprimanded for leaving early.
5: <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm ama- imagine this. Imagine oh you know it's this, mandatory. Like like, like <laughs> a, a child. <laughs> you're not done having fun. A, a child, uh, uh, crying in like a little teacher's room, and then the teacher gets out a gun, and they're like play a happy game now it's like, that's that's how it appears
2: i'll, I'll tell you that and, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I've,
7: I've tried to imagine the federal jobs guarantee in the trump administration i think that drives home the point of uh, what kind of jobs would this administration have created and would they have said you've got to work at this job otherwise we'll take your benefits away i i think that gets across but uh the point across is that the if there's a Antithetical to your point of view, administration running, um, they may not be doing what, want, wanting you to do what you want to do, what they want to do. It's going to be very antithetical to every fiber of your being.
6: Okay, I have a question to ask everyone. All right, which is that Emmett just contacted me saying that he's rushing home because of the time zone. So would any, would you guys like to stay a little bit and uh, talk with Emmett a little?
5: Yeah, I'd like to.
6: Okay.
5: <laughs> yeah, sure. that's well, fine by sure. me. Yeah. He oh, the, got time, the time zone thing. thing. Yes. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you
6: rather schedule this again with him next no. week so we no, can no, have him no. more full? No, let's, no. Have, let's
0: have him on today. It'll run right in a jackbox, uh, but maybe he'll play jackbox with us.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was okay. I thought, I thought Jackbox later, was, so was only fun. Saturday. Okay. So well, what is I mean, that? we're
6: only an hour in, well, right? So we were going to be here for another hour. Ariel, we'll get a chance. If you check the
0: schedule every Thursday when I post it in our Discord, you will know when oh. Jackbox is.
4: It changes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it changes. Oh, okay. What, what, is, what is Jackbox? I've been seeing that on the schedule. But what well, it's is not Jack in the Box? It's, getting, it's, it's it is It is a,
0: so. uh, a Twitch-exclusive broadcast we started doing weekly uh, where we play party games and socialize, and we can talk about politics if we want, but we don't really... As, it's you know, it's you know, a jackbox it's, it's we, 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 we we just bond, have a good time, uh, get some new viewers, meet some new people. It's a new avenue to, to meet people. And cool. jackbox games are elaborate party games. Uh, they're usually verbal in nature where you're filling in prompts, answering questions, or coming up with quips. Uh, they're very fun. Uh, so please come. I'm sure you'd have a good time if you could stay up late enough and take the time off of work, Zach. If you can't make it, I understand, too. I know you're super duper busy. So you also yeah, one get of the free- days you should make it, though.
5: That's yes,
4: cool free yeah, that's cool. that's, that's tonight too
6: yeah tonight um, as well mm-hmm. we are going to have one tonight yeah yes that's scheduled tonight, tonight is uh starting at 8 p.m eastern uh shale is willing to stay for a full three hours uh, to do this so because I had let him know that uh probably on the on the west coast like Emmett is coming from uh it's going to be a little early and so, so people won't be really home and ready to um, start anything after dinner maybe they're still eating. so um, you know, we want to catch people to play games when they're uh, ready to have some fun and yeah. relax.
0: Mm-hmm. The last two times we did it, like we've ended it just the two hour point, And I felt like we've just really kind of hit our stride. So I think three hours will be fine. No problem.
6: Well, that's because you don't have any problem rhyming for two hours. But OK. That's
0: true. <laughs> I, uh <laughs>
6: Me, I'm like, wow, that is hard.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Get good. But. <laughs> cool. And and what do you do? You just you just come on the Discord channel. Is that where it is?
0: Yeah, we, we, uh, we use the same setup here. We chat on a Discord, so we talk here.
6: And, of course, not and every game deal. requires rhyming. Yeah, I, I,
0: okay, <laughs> so you watch the stream. You do have to watch the stream uh, on Twitch. Uh, but So you usually just you mute Discord, just get the audio from the stream. I put it on a, a, the lowest delay possible. And uh, you use your phone or another tab in your laptop to, uh, to interact with the website to enter these prompts for this game. It's
4: fun. No, no. Cool. I may, uh, I may join later.
6: Sounds good. I, we hope more of our um, viewers will join us. Thinking that uh, that we can, uh, you know, get in the room it would be really fun to play with uh, some other people.
2: They also oh, get yeah. you, you. Also get a free combo meal and a side of fries. <laughs> good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Extra value
1: <laughs>
3: through, through, through,
5: through your computer. <laughs>
1: Are we using, like, a uh, quantum teleportation to get the meals to people, like, instantaneously? It's smellow vision <laughs> Just get to smell the meals <laughs> through, the, yo, yo. through
6: the Discord.
2: It might be possible soon, like, since automation is already here, so.
6: <laughs> okay, well, back to automation, right? Okay, so, of course, UBI is going to help people. Like, right now, who would have thought, like, suddenly, during the corona pandemic, uh, within a month, we had sorted out, you know, what are what are essential, right? And which ones are not. And so, like, if we have a certain number of essential workers and they are working, um, you know, we seem to be all right, right? We have food, we have shelter, we have all our basics covered, and so that's pretty exciting. But if you, um, if you have the UBI, that's going to sort us out even further, right? We we're going to know what's essential. We're also going to know what things can be automated. And we don't have to have the tension of trying to stop that automation. We don't have to stop the um, progress and technology of our uh, times, right? We can we can actually align, align the um, we can align our human values system to what we would like to accomplish in the world. Hi, Something Mel. Something
0: to me. How do we convince Joe Biden? Oh right. no! Hi, Nell. Hello. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. They're both coming late.
6: We are, uh, we're waiting for Nell to get his, uh, sound on. So give him a little time uh.
3: to join us. So somebody asked, uh, how do we get Joe Biden to implement this? So interestingly enough, um, I participate in, uh, Humanity Forward's, uh, Asian American Leadership Council. And I think on October 8th, there's going to be a conversation. There's like a monthly conversation with Andrew Yang that happens. And, uh, uh, for October, it's going to be with, somebody who worked on the Obama transition team. And they're actually going to talk about uh, the different possible positions um, and what it entails, what the responsibilities are, how close they work with the white house and so on. So that's going to be a pretty interesting discussion. Um, And to see like if Andrew Yang were to have um, a role within the next administration, what would be, I guess, the best uh, position for him.
6: Yeah, I would Uh, I would like to pull for a real office of uh, a cabinet of technology, the one that he was proposing when he was going to become president. I hope that he goes straight for creating one of those because we really need it. I mean,
0: I my mind always goes to the fear that. He's being taken into the administration
9: to be I see, neutralized, to I mean, be captured.
0: Why? Why do I have <laughs> to call no, 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 like, like no, Shale again? If, no, if no, you no, can convince me this fear I'm is unreasonable, not, I will stop
5: yeah. it, but otherwise I, know, I won't. I know I that because he has a mind of his own, Shale, and he's just not. I'm not saying it's going to
0: work, but I'm saying the intention. Is there. Yeah, the intention. Well,
5: well, he can just. So, if we
0: think if so, them on, them. on that presumption, we have to we have to also presume that he's actually not going to have any influence in this position. He's just sort of going to well, be stuck there with know, no ability to implement to what he, is what he you wants. you has got
5: to be a big enough thorn in their side and annoy them. Oh, half man, I get, I and I, will, do I felt it. that way. Love. I've been
0: there. I've been there when I was... I, when I was it, your well, <laughs> No, no. And I'm no. like, no, there's no way we can be a big enough storm. Well, We've got to figure something not, else out. It's I not mean- good.
5: Like, like because, because like, like, Bernie, like, yeah. shouting and everything like that. But his idea would never do... Be- Yang has ways... Of making himself palatable, that some of these progressives do not, mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm just going to tell you, some of these progressives just want to yell and scream and jump up and down and get angry and shout. But Yang is going to have a way to make himself more pal. He's going to do it in a more intelligent, strategic way until it sure. gets done. That is his oh, yeah. no doubt. That's about why that. I have. I to don't know anything. about man. We're not talking
9: this about that. So
1: I'm very certain Yang is unshakable because yeah. he already left a job where he could have been very well taken care of and not had to worry about anybody and it haunted his dreams to the point that he had to leave to do something more meaningful with his life so as far as him being in there i don't think that he is a winnable piece if that is their intent
0: but no no, no he's
1: but- managed to wiggle his way into the hearts of people i thought would never ever have accepted any of this before so if if he thinks he has a chance, we should definitely give him that chance. That's my opinion on it.
5: You know,
6: uh, is, he... is Nell here now? Hi, Nell.
5: Yeah, but he's Hi, still uh,
6: his uh, headset. He still can't hear us. Maybe uh, the headset isn't working based on the icons.
5: Maybe.
0: Okay. All I'm saying is that we shouldn't be so quick to presume he's being offered a position. Of real power and that we're not just being well, offered well, another we, attempt at placation for our votes to be harvested. No, 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 no. Well that's, that's we have
5: we we have to never stop. We have to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, whether and, and that's Yang, that's all of us. And and if we just have this defeatist attitude, we're not gonna get anywhere. So 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 what, it doesn't matter. At least we know we put everything on table. I don't table. think this is a defeatist attitude. This
0: is like identifying a trap and saying we're not gonna fall yeah, for that. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. we're go not gonna fall it, for a trap.
5: Is this is
1: this to be somebody who's being wooed. So they could have been like, well, screw Yang gang. They're not that large of a percentage. They weren't that big of an amount of our thing. If they did not have a genuine interest in Yang, people would have understood that. He didn't place that high. He didn't get that far compared to, you know, where people would see him as a viable candidate. And he was not originally from the Democratic Party. He had no political experience. They could have tossed him aside and nobody would have complained but the Yang gang. They did not. They invited him on board. That was a wooing of us. And maybe it is just to try and placate us, but we are a group they want to placate. That is a good sign for us. But
5: they don't know group. that we're relentless and we don't fall for BS. That's no, the thing. If they say, we couldn't get you UBI, but we got you this other crap, like we've got some celebrity yeah. to come and like dance. And we, we we got a whole dog and pony show waiting for you guys. And we'll be like, we're not. We're not impressed. Get get the hell out of here, idiot. We want what we want.
2: Let me let me just say this. all right? as far as like Andrew Yang's strategy is, like infiltrating, you know, the establishment or whatever. Or uh,
9: can you guys hear
2: like, me? To live stuff. I mean, well, number
9: one. Yeah. Um, we okay. heard you now. Thumbs up. I can't hear anybody. I don't know where the. We can hear you. Somebody send him a we message hear on you. the
5: on the thing on the um yeah, actual. I
0: yeah, it was a question on the know, YouTube chat. We can uh, we can deal with. Well, Nell works out Just his uh, audio issues. and yeah, we can hear you now. Um, but but someone on the YouTube chat, DRS Metal asks serious question: Should I vote for Biden or Trump? And I mean, I'm voting for Howie Hawkins because I think the duopoly is what we really have to vote against. We have to at least send that message. That's me. Uh, everyone else has a different uh, you know answer. But please, uh, let's answer our viewers' question. Thank you for you the won't question.
2: Even qualifies as a leader. that's how I see it.
6: So, Shale, my, uh, again, I've said this to you before, but I'll say it to the listeners at home, which is that um, I believe that Joe Biden is sincere in trying to create a real coalition because he wants to leave a good legacy. And for him, that would be a a very strong legacy. And so um, he has been courting the Asian American uh, vote, and the Asian Americans are not that big of a vote. He's been courting, um, you know, the black votes, different minorities, different different ethnic uh, minorities. He's been trying to uh, include women. He's been trying to do all of the things that maybe you just think of it as just looking good. But I think that it's all cohesive. I don't see any part of it that looks like, oh, he's only trying to, you know, whatever. Because he may be leaving us the next uh, female president and the very first. It's so a there's, pen- there's a lot of things that he's doing that seem sincere to me. And even if they um, you know he's taking the right steps so
2: except pandering or you know you know doing things like tokenism aren't forms of inclusion they're just that that's actually you know yeah you know you, you're just blowing smoke up their ass and not really <laughs> you know want to unify and like solve solve issues and especially like down downplaying you know pretty sensible solutions like ubi or you know democracy dollars human center capitalism just doing Whatever is necessary to like actually help the people, oh, rest, waste our time.
6: Izzy, what your uh, what you and Shail are giving us are um, reasonable doubt, but there's no reasonable evidence to support your doubt specifically based actually, on recent and, uh, behavior. You can say in the doubt. past he hasn't done the right things, but at the moment the actions here t- he's taking right now, none of them are saying to me that he's you know doing it in an instance, uh, doing something insincere.
3: And there's another, and there's another aspect to this is to actually put pressure on Biden's uh, team to place Andrew in the administration. So that's one of the strategies behind uh, pushing this event on October eighth is to get the conversation going and trend it like Yang Gang does and then just put pressure, like put it in the conversation. So it's not just about sitting back and waiting for something to happen. We can do something right now. And with regards to Asian American vote, like Asian Americans are the fastest growing electorate. So it is within like either party's interest to actually uh, foster a good uh, relationship with Asian Americans. And uh, yeah, within Asian Americans, there's like so much diversity in there. It's like, uh, so, just like lumping us all together is uh, is not really indicative of what's really going on in those communities.
1: It's also really good for Yang's resume, just in general. Even if it's a token position, there are so many people who are convinced by token positions that. All you need is for the person to be like three degrees separated from it and not to understand what's going on in politics To be like, oh, they did that. Oh, that sounds impressive. And there you go. You know, it adds a layer of credibility that he did not have in the first election that I think will help us in 2024. And uh, I haven't heard any offers from Trump to legitimize Andrew Yang in any ways. So there's an argument for Biden.
6: Well, so <laughs> well, Trump does the exact opposite. He he just says, uh, "I'm going to put you up here, and if I don't like you, I'm going to fire you tomorrow." You know. <laughs> so you do what I want. Everybody that he hires does what he wants and says nice things about. It. Don't say something mean against me or any do anything I don't like you to. Do. You know, I'll just get rid of you.
4: If if Yang is invited into the a uh, Biden administration, and and even if it's just an attempt to win over Yang Gang votes. And say the UBI never gets implemented under Biden. And even if he serves eight terms, uh, I mean, two terms, which is highly unlikely. But let's just say we go eight years with Andrew Yang working for Joe Biden and UBI doesn't get implemented. At the end of the day, Andrew Yang still gets to say that, you know, every day he fought to uh get ubi uh, across the aisle and to try to you know get joe biden to change his mind um and i'm sure there will be many other areas where Andrew it's not just about ubi Andrew yang is just a brilliant guy and and you know if he's like an economic advisor i'm sure that there will be other areas where he'll be able to win joe biden over to a to adopt a better position on you know, I'd rather have Andrew Yang next to Joe Biden than just about anybody else. You know, any other policy advisor, even if UBI isn't implemented. And when Andrew Yang inevitably does run for president, he'll have his resume will look that much better. He'll have white uh, experience working in the White House, working with a president. He'll get to see how how bills become laws, uh, and. Um, I just I just don't think it 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 would hurt. And in the meantime, too, if he has a position working uh, for the White House, he'll be able to get airtime on just about whatever network he wants to go on. And that that was a major problem that Yang had this time around.
5: And 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 it's up to us to like um, just keep applying the pressure day after day after day after day. And if, if, if like Chale's worst nightmare does come true and then Yang somehow even says, oh, well, I used to think UBI was a good idea, but it's not anymore, which I think will never happen in a million years. It's up to us to even put pressure on Yang to then in turn put pressure on them and remind him that we got him there. Yang so, is kind of I mean, like you know.
1: the queen chess piece where we just need to keep moving him into the spaces that we find that are open because he can go anywhere on the board. Yeah, get him across the board, you know, exactly. That's that's, that's what he is, and I, and of course, I, I, we I prefer to, to, to call him the, the king, but you know, yeah, and of course, we need
6: to just continue growing our movement, no matter what. And so, the more people we are, the more important it, they will have to actually start taking us seriously. And, um, I think we're doing, um, we're going to continue doing a job that that job. Hi, Nell.
9: Are you able to hear us oh, now? Are you? Yes, um, there was oh, the a yeah, question said, oh, <laughs> Yeah, How no, there, there, there was an option that said um, mute or something like mm. that. I forget where it was, but I found that it's something within Discord, which is weird. But uh, yeah, uh, finally. Sorry, guys. Welcome to the yeah. show. Hello <laughs> now.
5: Uh, 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 you got any word on Emmett, uh, Mia?
1: He's going to be here. in a, Well, he should be here any minute, really. Uh, about 20 minutes oh, okay. ago, he told both me and Faye that, uh, or was it me and Shia? I don't know. So he told okay. two people, at least, that uh, he was going to be about 20 minutes late and he was on his way. He had misread the time as a...
5: Uh, as PST. Yes. yes. Okay, that's fine. Oh.
1: Okay, cool. So he will be here. Um, and I have, really... my, my hubby gave me the night to uh, continue to have the conversation a little bit longer since uh, the guest is running late, so I'll be able to stay for that's Jack nice. in a little while, I think. Mia, cool. yeah, what's
6: your husband's
1: name? Is that okay to, to tell us? Hubby is Dave's dave and he's being awesome and taking care of tristan and giving me time to hang out with all of you guys today i hope it's We're not now dave thank
6: Dave. <laughs> Are we lying, we'll lying, thank dave like we used to thank evelyn yes, <laughs> for helping mia to ha- to be able to be with us
1: thank you dave <laughs> dave is kind of like my evelyn i don't think i don't know if he'd appreciate me saying that to his face but <laughs>
6: well we'll say it online for you
4: <laughs> that's hilarious can we have more information on Dave? Like, where is he from, and what are his parents' names, and where did what? He go to school?
1: <laughs> where are we going with I'm trying to, that? I'm trying to hack my accounts or something? Here, this is starting Dave to get
4: personal. Uh, I'm just having fun.
1: I mean,
3: <laughs> this could this could lead into a good <laughs> conversation about data privacy.
1: It really could. The DDP project is very important too. On top of that,
2: so we might have to pay now, to,
6: now that you're here. Um, Are you able to uh, do you want to tell us more about what
9: you've been doing lately? Uh, Sure. Um, Well, me, honestly, I've been um, more so well, just so you know, I don't know how many people here really know who I am or what I do. But I'm a graphic designer. I work with different political campaigns and I am. I'm sorry, I'm driving right now as I'm talking.
6: Nell, did you make that that graphic that I think is the best thing ever for uh, Blair Walsingham? The one where uh, the photos for her or did you you created some stuff for Blair? I I remember.
9: Yeah. So I I, I'm a graphic designer for for, uh, Erica Rhodes as well. And I'm I just joined uh, Humanity for Humanity Forward as a graphic designer. So I'm doing all these different uh, Yang Gang initiatives that way Um, now lately i've been donna Mom? Like, uh no i'm not i'm not with donna imam no oh, okay. but i have done stuff i've done stuff for her through um through humanity forward so i with humanity forward uh some of the posts that you see in terms of like phone banking and text banking i've i've been the one that put that together um but uh yeah so i've, I've done you know a little bit of everything for almost Every candidate, like David Kim, for example, as well uh, Barrington Martin. Um, I was working in, uh, with Jonathan Herzog's team uh, as a graphic and designer.
6: Every candidate, you mean the Humanity Forward, Humanity Forward candidate?
9: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All, all UBI candidates only. Yeah, I. I that, that's all I've done. Uh, work for. Um, and so, like right now, lately, uh, I've been I've been working like nonstop since about April, I would say with different candidates and different initiatives. So, and it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's gotten tiring cause I enjoy it. And I, you know, it's a lot of fun, but, um, it, 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 I needed a break. So I started like just relaxing in the last couple of three weeks in the last three weeks or so, uh, because I started getting these chest pains and I didn't know what it was. And, um, so I went to the doctor, uh, I went to, you know, and, and I got checked out. And they, told, they did EKG. They ran a bunch of tests. They tell me everything is fine. I'm normal. Like, there's nothing wrong with my heart or anything like that. And um, I spoke to a few people that also work on the, you know, behind the scenes um, with political campaigns. And some of them actually told me that uh, it's just I need rest because a lot, a lot of them themselves uh, have had the same experience. And so I started it's resting. The stress I took all of, um, of working so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ever since, uh, labor day weekend, I took labor day weekend just to do nothing but rest like that whole weekend. And I got, and I just slept, um, and I am back to normal pretty much, but, um, yeah, I'll I'll be, I'll be working more again now, but, um, uh, I'll be taking it easy as well. I've been, you know, just relaxing more, but, uh, I've been, I've been wanting to, uh, to, get well i mean i'm doing i'm doing a a few different things even things that it's it has to do with yang gang and i can't talk about it really because it's like kind of behind the scenes but you'll see some of the stuff and uh maybe i'll join it again in the future and i'll just you know state what those things are but there's a lot of exciting things that are going on behind the scenes for yang gang um but I can't really disclose some of them. Well,
6: I um, I know that I met you on Paget's server, and so uh, I have you also been working yes. uh with, closely
9: with Paget? Um, well, with with Paget, with um, have I been working closely with her? Is that what you're asking? Um, no, not really. I mean, you know, we 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 conversate here and there because I'm I'm on her server and stuff, but no, I I don't I haven't done anything really for her. Um, uh, We'd love there, to invite her to come and play games with us tonight. Just, we,
6: we're playing Jackbox. We're playing Jackbox games on Sundays and and weekends. Oh,
9: Zephyr! Uh, <laughs> oh, really? You saying that you, you invited her?
6: Zeta? Well, the well the thing is, Paget is uh, currently uh, temporarily banned from live streaming directly yeah. on YouTube, Co- and so she's been live streaming to Twitch, which is a space yes. that we've been inhabiting. So we oh, felt really? that we could like naturally like have maybe have her intersection some there game time. have her over yeah. and have play some games you know get her gaming get her game on you know so she can get yeah. get used to the twitch space
9: wait what's the, yeah, what's the yeah. story
3: on the youtube streaming band? like i saw something about it but i don't
9: know the story oh well what happened was um there was a town hall with uh joe biden uh maybe like a week or so ago uh on cnn and she was streaming it but um she was you know she she usually every time that there's anything going on in terms of town halls or speeches or whatever she would live stream but she wouldn't always show um you know what's happening we would just listen to the audio and listen to her commentary on whatever it is that's playing but in this instance um i was not in the live stream so i didn't see what was going on but from what she said what what she explained was she had left the live stream. Sometimes she'll show what's going on on the on the on the screen. You know what I mean. So we get to see the, the you know, uh, uh, whoever speaking. You know on the on the live on the uh, town hall. And she said that she left the uh, the screen on for maybe a little too long, and so then they gave her a copyright strike. And so, but the copyright strike, um, uh, what the they basically they banned her for three months from being able to live stream because of it, which I think is really harsh. And considering, um, what was it? Like two days ago, she tweeted about how there's another YouTuber that did the same thing. And they actually reinstated, they re- they removed the ban Crowder. from him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Last name Crowder. They removed the ban from him. Um, because he supposedly has this huge audience. I don't know who the guy is, But supposedly he has this huge audience, whatever, and it's been—it's not fair, you know. It's like if if you're gonna take it away from one person, um, I think it should be you know across the board, you know. It's a double Um,
6: standard because YouTube wanted to make more money, continue making more money.
2: Yeah, well, I do I do want to say that uh, um, Twitch actually did the same thing (laughs) too, and and it was actually to this one. He was actually a big time gamer on Twitch. He was like you. We some people called him like. Mr. Twitch or whatever, but his name was like uh I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with him, but his name was Doctor Disrespect. He was a top top gamer, and they what a twid- name like Twitch just <laughs> removed him for whatever. Well, I, I mean, I saw his videos, and I mean, like they they they're pretty funny. It's like you it, he was pretty he was pretty entertaining, but the Twitch removed him. I mean, and I was and when I saw the video, I'm like he didn't say anything bad. Like usually he he's talking, you know, he's talking. Trash at like
6: trash, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: like well, more or less to like uh those who create the games. Like I believe he had this one video where you know he was playing like an update on Fortnite, and he didn't like how the graphics were, and like he just kept losing stuff, and he just went off. You know, which was which was funny, but then he's. I mean, they didn't give him like a reason or anything; they just removed him, and so now he's back on YouTube. You know, and um, oh, wow. he has a big he has a big following uh, as well as as Crowder, but you know Twitch like. They gave like a BS excuse or, or like one of those mediocre apologies. And and it's just like that was that was the end of it. So so yeah, don't yeah. which isn't isn't that better. <laughs>
9: yep. no. Izzy, what's going on, brother? It's good to uh finally get to talk to you directly. Yeah. <laughs> we we always we, we we always like chat on the, the little chats here and there. But it's good to see you, man. Um uh yeah, this not to change the subject a little bit, but I've noticed that, um, man, and I just saying hi to Izzy kind of blank, blanked my mind on what I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. Um, it, it was, uh, anyway, if I remember, it had to, it was a similar subject, but it was based, it was on something else, but uh, if I remember, I'll bring it up. Sorry, guys.
1: That's okay. It happens. You know, the informal chat where we are off the cuff and everybody's just having a conversation for the most part, so... Yeah, well, we were trying to find Either out if quiet or weird, and we
6: move on. Yeah, we were trying yeah. to find out if uh, Nell had some um, some activities that he needed help with from the Yang Gang, or would like to point us to some some things that you would like us to be doing in this next this coming uh, month.
9: Oh yeah, for sure. um Well, I can tell you, uh, Blair Walsingham could really use uh help in phone banking or text banking. Um, so any, any initiatives to, to help in any way, in any capacity, uh, to send Blair, you know, to send Blair some help would be very, you know, uh, very helpful. Um, and the reason I say Blair has a really good chance of, uh, I'm sorry, there's sirens. Blair is running in
6: Tennessee. Is Tennessee one, I believe. Tennessee Tennessee one.
9: Yeah. Yeah, Yes. She's running in Tennessee. Sorry. Um, yeah, Blair's running in, in Tennessee District 1 and um, uh, she's running against a, right now she's obviously running against a Republican now, but uh, I don't know much about her opponent other than she is like, uh, she has like these, these. Uh, she, she gets don- donations from like Big Pharma and stuff like that, you know, from my understanding. But anyway, um, the point is this, Blair has a really good chance of winning. Um, her policies are very middle aisle. She's not really, she's not framing herself as a, as a, as a left candidate or right candidate. She's really just down the middle. Um, and there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of, uh, Republicans that are actually backing her, uh, within her state Republic. There was, there's a mayor, there was a guy, I think he was, no, he was a police chief and, um, he was, uh, he, he was, uh, he's a Republican, very well-known republican in her state and he actually endorsed her she's getting a lot of endorsements from republicans people that um that that really don't are not really siding with her opponent who is a republican and not only that blair's team has a lot of republicans in it so it's not like it's not and you know it's it's uh she's even though she's she's a democrat and, and she does stand with uh, and sides with Democrats on many issues. Uh, she's running in a Republican state. And I think it's good for people in her state to see that she is a person that, you know, uh, can reach the other aisle. You know, she can she can go across the other aisle and and work with Republicans. I'm, I myself am a Republican that uh, switched to Democrats. I only switched to Democrats to vote for Andrew Yang. That's that that's that's where I stand. Uh, And and, in terms of uh, voting right now, I can't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Trump the first time. I'm not going to vote for him this time. Um, You know, I'm not I'm a Republican, but I've 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 shifted more to the center uh, in the sense that, you know, I I, years ago, I would say that I was uh, uh, years ago, I would say that that, that I was like, you know, uh, uh, pro uh, pro life. You know, whereas today I would I would consider myself pro-choice, and it's because I understand that there's more to the story than just killing babies. You know, that, that's uh, uh, you know, that yes, it's a it's a part of abortion, and and we can't deny that, that that that's a part of abortion. But there's more to that. There's more to 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 abortion than just you know killing a baby. Uh, there, there's there's reasons why a woman would choose to have an abortion. And when you look at those reasons, financial insecurity, um, you know, different, you know, there's so many different uh, reasons. Yeah. I can't say all of them now, but financial security for one, you know, is one of them, Um, you know, and you know, it's not, once you look into it, you, you, you get to understand that you, you know, I mean, being pro-choice in a sense is being pro-life, and the reason I say that is because nobody is pro-abortion. Nobody is pro-killing a, a child or killing a baby, right? If they want, if they want to frame it that way, um, you know, pro-choice means you have the ability to choose life or to, you know, you anyway. The point I'm trying to make is that you know, uh, Republicans seem to frame it in. in as killing babies. But the truth of the matter is that, um, if you, if you're okay, Republic, that's what I want to say. Republicans are not, uh, pro big government, right? So they don't want big government. They don't want government telling us what to do. So then why would you allow your, why would, why would you want the government to tell you what to do with a woman to do with her body? You you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, God. So, so, so if you're not, if, if you're not, if if you don't, if you're not pro big government, you don't want the government telling you what to do and, and you want to have the freedom to make your own choices. You don't want the government to make the choices for you. Then I don't, I don't there's a conflict there when you decide to say, but you know what? Uh, you got to make abortion illegal. You know what I mean? Because there now, now you're telling the government, but I want you to tell me what to do in this in this particular instance, and that's that's a that's a conflict, you know. Yeah. It's contradictory. It
1: definitely be a decision so. between a woman, her doctor, and if they are correct. involved and enough, they they do they do another. That's those are the yeah, like, who, should be, who should be involved in that decision. Well, I see, I see like correct. this. I, I,
2: if, if I see like this, if you're not willing to, you know, you know, nurture a life and like really take care of it, and and you know, and, and not like waste or anything, then. You know, then you aren't. You know, you aren't pro life, and yeah, you should have just aborted that 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 uh that individual. But I also say this is like a a a lot of people like nowadays aren't really pro life. I mean, and when they're pro choice, is more they're more like choosing between which people to help, which ones they think are valuable, and and the other ones just get to the back of the line. Like for instance, you know, you know, uh, Faye was asking like, you know, what can the Yang Gang help with? And, and I mean, there are people like, there are people like me, Militia, Jacqueline, who have been asking for it for years, like trying, cause, you know, trying to get out of this toxic environment that we're st- stuck in and, and having all, everyone, o- Turn against us. The one we rely rely on—families, organizations, doctors, or whatever. Meanwhile, like our health is our health is deteriorating de- de- and also she's going blind, and you know I'm having you know I'm, I'm having a uh, uh, he- headache problems and 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 other stuff that actually severely limit my my creativity and stuff, and like what I want to what I want to showcase or whatever because I can't do it without. Um, you know, collapsing. But, you know, when, when I tell these stories or whatever, people think that, oh, if we just get a job, you know, that'll solve everything when we're literally, um, we're, we're, we're literally disabled. We're unable to just, to, to function properly due to our situation. And people think, oh, we just gotta just take care of ourselves unless we're, we have money, unless we're some big time, uh, personality with a whole bunch of followers or whatever, or if we're, or if we're, uh, you know, or if Andrew Yang says so, you know, and it's like it's, it. And what what I'm noticing that is a a lot of a lot of people nowadays they 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 have this mindset going. Okay, what's in it for me? Like like why mm-hmm. should why should I you know quote unquote waste my taxpayer dollars on someone like you when I see them you know wasting their money on some on some chick pretending to be a dog on OnlyFans or you know even um or even having like these some of these bogus uh GoFundmes where I think one one was shared where this this lady she like she was asking people for money but she 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 just you know for like her saying her situation was bad but she just she was just you know she was grifting like she was you know taking taking advantage of people she was scamming people whatever she was a con artist but yeah people well, i feel like we've had this conversation
3: there. before izzy where uh you can't really judge people for where they choose oh, to spend brother, their money you know it's like no, you can't. You can't. I mean, I mean, you can't blame people for not wanting to give money to you. You know, it's like people, and and yes, there is like this mindset
2: of like. Taking, I, also, uh, I would
3: like to uh, welcome
0: to the show, Emmett Short. Hello. Yes, that's what I'm trying
1: to say. Hey, Emmett's here. Hi.
0: Yeah, my, my name is Shale. I'm the host of the show. I'm very happy to see uh, you. I, just, I have a rule where I take my shirt I'm off so sorry. It's more than forty-five minutes late. So I've taken my shirt off, and that's why I'm not on camera. But I'm very happy to see you. I'm welcome.
10: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like you should be on camera if you have your shirt off. You, you know, this is- there are regulations. <laughs> you can get more views,
0: as, Man, get <laughs> more views, like, man. Yeah, dude. That, I mean, your imagination. You don't know what i
10: to <laughs> I'm too late. I should probably have my shirt off just to you know just to give give us a bump a little. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'm also the producer of the show, and I will allow it. Well, I was I had I had
6: told Emmett privately that you know it seems like we have more female turnout than usual. Could be a reason. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I know well, how to like, I know how to market Emmett shorts. <laughs> so the women are here. So.
1: Anybody who can play Jeff Winger on Community definitely uh, definitely can get the ladies' hearts.
10: <laughs> so um, that was not that so was a fun time,
1: <laughs>
6: Emmett. We have another special guest here today who is Nell Nieves, and he is uh, doing a lot of uh, graphic design for many of the uh, Humanity Forward candidates who are also UBI oh. candidates. And oh, cool. uh, we had yeah. heard that uh, you, Emmett, are a true Yang Gang, <laughs> and that you you have a like a YouTube channel called the uh, Knee of the Curve. Is that right?
10: Five. I'm going to change. Yes, I'm changing my Wi-Fi. I hope I don't get kicked off. Oh, it was just the lapse, but we can hear you. It's fine. OK, yeah, yeah, good. We
7: can
10: hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. OK, good. Now I'm on the good Wi-Fi. I should I should have a good signal now. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's called near the curve. Yeah, oh. you guys know that.
0: Hey, and you got to plug your camera. Uh, take out your camera, unplug your camera, plug it back in because discord. Uh,
2: it doesn't see your camera. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh. it's identifying you as two atoms.
10: <laughs> <Is> he? <laughs> How do I uh, exit? Uh, go to voice settings? I don't know.
0: Ne- need it's to the like, plug. Do you have a USB camera? Just unplug it and put it back in. That's what I do.
10: Oh, I'm on my phone because I was so late. I didn't have time to set anything up.
0: <laughs> yeah, settings. There you go. You got it.
10: Okay. Oh, there you go. You're back, back. in. All right. Uh, I thought I was maybe just like 20 minutes late, and then I realized I was an hour and 20 minutes late that's Uh, okay
1: we will will keep it as long as we can anyway
6: 40
10: minutes late okay (laughs) yeah
6: well you're always welcome back another uh, another week also we do this every weekend um friday saturdays and sundays but at different times so just let us know which day is convenient for you we'll get you scheduled in yeah
10: well what did i miss uh where are we uh, what we, can I add? Well, to? we, we are, missed we the are entire dear. plot of Monsters Inc.
6: So, that. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> we discussed the Monsters Inc. argument for the universal uh, basic income, uh, and where uh, the world is driven uh, by joy rather than fear. It,
5: it, it, it all started when uh, I made a Fake comment joy about about that uh, picture that you had of. Bernie Sanders releasing the water that mad uh, <laughs> was out there. And I just thought that that picture was hilarious, and and somehow that had to mean the federal jobs guarantee. So right. so then so then that launched into this whole idea that like U UBI is is actually like any kind of job that you want or that you want to create just. Un- Unleashed, and you know, all the potential and creativity is there instead of just like something that just happens to be there for you to work at. <laughs> yeah, and I'll start with that idea. <laughs> it's, it's I think a-
10: my uh, initial impetus for creating that image was I think just the idea of uh, how difficult it would be for to create a government run like temp agency. Yeah. And t- for the government to be in control of everybody's jobs for a job guarantee, it just seemed like so much bureaucracy and 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 concentration of power to be in charge of what everybody does uh, for their day. Uh, it just seems so un-American and like so not democratic. Uh, and, but I'm one of those people that I know there's a lot of people that like UBI that are like down with capitalism. And I'm like uh, super pro capitalism uh so i don't have the same view as every right. ubi person but uh, there's a, there's room for a lot of people
5: yeah yeah so 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 what 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 i was thinking was like the and then some people were saying that the ubi and the jobs guarantee don't have to be mutually exclusive but yeah as sure lo- as long as you're not forcing people into something that they really don't want to do in order to live a full life. You know, you know know what I mean? And, and there were a lot of times that like, like, like I said, that people who who are susceptible to some of these predators, who put out these scam jobs out there that want your bank account, or that want you to like, Sell, sign up people to these free cell phones in low-income communities, and and there's this whole you know business thing out there of these scam jobs that are really bad and really crappy and under the table and pay really bad, and we don't, like a UBI would be a better idea than a federal jobs guarantee, we were thinking. I agree. Yeah,
6: 100%. Like, I, also, I also wanted to say hi to Faye Doney, who is who is here now. And, Faye, have, we can't oh, hear you. Off. So, I've I technical well, difficulties all around. <laughs>
1: yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is, how quickly do you think that the uh, computer-generated scripts are going to take over your job of writing your own scripts? <laughs> how, how quickly going <laughs> to happen? Because there were some timing problems with yeah. the computer's version of the script, but it was pretty good. It was better than I would have expected.
10: Yeah, I had to do a bunch of, uh, so I guess if every, if, if people don't know what we're talking about, uh, I did an episode where I had, uh, this AI from OpenAI called, uh, GPT three, uh, it's a natural language AI, and it's been doing a lot of great things. It's been getting a lot of attention. Um, and you can pretty much just talk to it and it will talk to you back, um, And so I had it write me an entire script and I just performed the script verbatim, but I did, what I did have to do was interpret it for inflection. And there were a few times where it got, uh, like literally counter, um, contradicted itself. And I had to use, uh, like my pauses and inflection to, um, make it seem like it wasn't, uh, contradicting itself or sort of like, uh, saying things grammatically wrong. So that was one big thing and then the other big thing I had to do to make it work was um I had to think of all the graphics. Like it didn't it didn't, you know, write in the script, "Hey, show a picture of this now" or uh, you know, cut to a clip of uh of all this. So I had to put all that stuff in and then there was a portion where it just really went off the rails and started talking about vampires for <laughs> for a minute and uh and so I just, yeah, for that portion, I pretended that I was an AI and um, sort of super glitching out. Um, so it did a lot better than I thought it would. And it actually, if so, I think it's already to the point where you can, like, let's say you don't want to write a whole script, um, but you need to get something out fast. I think it's a super good tool to put in your topic and just keep feeding it prompts. And then just like kind of cherry pick uh, the things that it writes for you that seem intelligent, and then stitch those together. I could definitely see myself doing that in a pinch uh, because actually it knows it's it's been fed all this information, and so it's kind of a good way to do research um, because it's pulling from you know every bit of data that's been fed to it so instead of googling everything and reading through it and finding stuff out you could kind of prompt it with a with something and then get a bunch of ideas and it would it would lead you in a, in a good direction for research
8: so you're uh, so, using ai to help direct it to what you need it to so you're kind of utilizing it in a way that ai hasn't necessarily been before, before, right
10: yeah, I think so. Yeah, cuz I mean it's like Alexa times 100.
9: <laughs> so you're saying it's like a so you're you're saying that the AI has the capability to be creative on its own based on the information that you've given it. 100% Is that what you're saying?
10: Yes, wow. absolutely. And then it'll get stuff wrong though. It'll it'll go down one path and then it'll sort of stop. Like, like, can and,
9: you give me an example of that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. But can you give an example? Because I know you said you, you, you use like the word something, but like, give me an example. Like if you feed it, if you say, uh, let's say a topic, apple pie, how to cook apple pie. Right. So like, sure. wh- what would be an example of that?
10: Well, let me just tell you from so, my okay. script specifically, like the, the prompt yeah. was um, artificial super intelligence. And so yeah. It literally it starts talking about it and it says for for one thing, it says um, a super intelligence has never uh, been created before. Like and then in the next paragraph, it'll say something like and super intelligences have uh, happened many times in history. You know, one was with the dinosaurs and it'll say that it was like the dinosaurs were AIs. And so. It'll be like, well, one paragraph is, like, super creative and insightful, and the next paragraph is just, like, historically wrong and obviously dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, well, you was, kind was, of have to cherry was pick. That
1: the moments for me. Like, uh, the dinosaur stuff, the way you arranged it when it shifted. Me and my husband were watching that, and we just both cracked up when yeah. you started playing the robo-dinosaur clips. From- <laughs> I was, that was That's great. Yes.
10: Yeah, and it, like, thinks that The Matrix is history and not a movie. Like, it doesn't understand context.
8: <laughs>
10: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, the, ma- the Matrix is, is a so documentary.
2: Is. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you, you you should, like and and, and Emmett, you should also check out The Truman Show. Is that the same thing? <laughs> you see, what? You, you should also check out The Truman Show. It's, it's, like, even worse. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that for sure.
6: What were you what, saying, Faye?
8: Oh, like with children watching the phones and what comes onto it, right? Like for them, it maybe some of the stuff that AI comes up with is probably how children are trying to process this information because they don't know what's true and what's not true, and they're just stuck watching a screen. And just I don't know, it makes me wonder, like the comparisons between the two.
10: Yeah, it is fun to think that it actually has some sort of understanding on a certain level, even if it's a child's level, but I don't know. I think that's maybe a little premature. Yeah. I think that's premature. I, because it's so narrow still, like just understanding how to string words together so that they seem human is like so much different than having understanding to really,
9: you know, how does, how does the AI that you're speaking? I mean, I don't know what it is. Is it just a computer? What, you know?
10: Yeah. I'm not a total techie. Like I'm a, comic that loves yeah. tech. Like I'm just a futurism fanboy is how I uh <laughs> bill myself. Yeah. But I do Is that like... how
6: you started out as a comic?
10: Yeah. hmm Yeah. I started as a just a stand up and I didn't talk about I don't even like my my hour of comedy doesn't really have much about tech in it. Um but I'm trying to include more of that so I can uh, kind of bridge the two worlds. Um,
7: Tech events need Te- tech events need comics, man.
10: Exactly, I'm trying to get great. those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those so, corporate so, gigs pay for, well.
9: How, how does how does the AI that you're talking about compare to um, like Sophia, for example? Have you seen Sophia the, uh, the yes the, the Android? Um, so she obviously she's an AI, right? But how does it compare? Because she seems to be. Uh, obviously, visually humanistic, um, but in, intelligently, she seems to be able to carry on a conversation. Like I, I saw her talking to Tony Robbins, and I was impressed with what she was able to, you know, I saw the conversation that, that they had. You know, yeah. So how you does know it What compare? I like best
8: about that one, though, she she said something along the lines of, "I wish humans would think like they were grandparents and children, like babies, or whatever. like to essentially have like a a vision of what the elderly would perceive and what the children would perceive on this reality. I don't know if that's exactly how she was trying to say it, but that's like what I got from it. I was like, look at this girl. We really should think like that though. Yeah. We
10: should do mushrooms. (laughs) That's just from Ben Gertzel though. He's, uh,
6: (laughs) I feel like that would just be walking, uh, in the footsteps of Joe Rogan there.
10: (laughs) Yeah. She's like, have you done DMT?
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Emmett, when did you start Knee of the Curve?
10: I started working on Knee of the Curve about three years ago, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. Um, initially, yeah. I just was writing a pilot to try to sell um, the show. And so then yeah. once I wrote the pilot, I got a manager and uh, we went around and actually got in the door at uh, Comedy Central and Facebook and uh, the Science channel sci-fi and a few others but uh, you know I'm not a name a talent and <laughs> I didn't have enough credits under my belt and YouTube wouldn't even actually take my uh, meeting because Robert Downey jr. already had a show in the works with them along similar lines um, so mm-hmm. yeah when that didn't pan out I just I said I'm doing YouTube and that was about a year ago uh, got so
6: I find it interesting that you're now Yin gang and that Hmm. Actually, has a a mathematical term as the name, right? The knee of the curve is a mathematical term.
10: <laughs> it, yes, it uh, it relates to mathematics and physics, and it's sort of been co opted by um, by this, I guess, futurism uh, movement. <laughs> but, well, good. No, no, uh, yeah, so it's it refers to the um, the center of a black hole is. Uh, like the singularity i guess knee of the curve the way i uh intend it is really kind of referring to the point of most extreme change which i do relate to the singularity like the technological singularity which and this then singularity that's the sort of mathematical term well i guess near the curve is too because it's the point of most extreme change on a graph so yeah uh, hey, hey, man,
2: hey, man, i just i just gotta say man like i saw you i saw some of your videos and you definitely give off some strong John Stewart vibe. You're just missing like the laughter sound bites. I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> I mean, I was, and I was going to originally pass the torch to Kyle Kalinski, but he's he's so full of himself, and he's just like he's just not humble or consistent enough to like get, get you know <laughs> you know get, get,
1: Izzy, to- be more honest about how you feel. about <laughs> Kyle
2: Kalinske. I, mean, I mean, I mean, you and it's like it's like well, he's not a comedian, you know? Yeah. yeah.
10: Right. Yeah, like, I mean, hard. when John Stewart was doing The Daily Show, everybody respected his opinion. But it, but I when I see interviews with him talking about his time there, the reason he stopped was because it was getting harder and harder to do a comedy show. And I mean, what's funny yeah. is now that Trevor Noah is on the show, uh, they just had an article I tweeted about this. Um, yeah. They had an article written. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was. For some reason, praising the show for, I I don't know, I guess still being on, but not being a comedy show. The whole article is about how unfunny the show is now. Uh, But yet somehow they were still using that to pile on praise for Trevor Noah. Look, uh, you know, I don't I think Trevor, he's probably the nicest guy. And I think I would love to hang out with him. Um, I just don't think the show I don't think it's a good decision to, like, decide to make a Comedy Central show that historically has always been funny to like be so serious now like we we need comedy more than ever now like to not do it because you just don't think the time is right i don't know i don't don't like it
6: hold on i think Trevor noah is hilarious i love him as a comedian
10: so i've seen him be very funny i just don't know why they choose to not do that it does seem i mean it's not just him either it's the writers and it's the whole direction of the show
1: i don't personally feel like like the daily show needed a gritty reboot.
9: You know, it's a bit of a virtue signal signaling, isn't it? Yeah. Well, w- with quarantine, it, you know, it was he couldn't do the same show that he was doing. Like, uh, I mean, I, I've watched some clips of of uh, Stephen Colbert, which I'm a fan of. Um, and it's not the same. His jokes don't fall the same when there's no audience. No. Um, you don't you don't when you don't hear the audience laughing after his joke it just sounds dead you know what i, I mean I just, so I, just, I
1: compared it to adult mr rogers is
9: how
5: well <laughs> well, well i i i it, it's kind of I'm sad like how ever since trump got elected all they're talking about is him every Yo. single day because every that's what gets the ratings it's, and it's, it's so it's easy it's to make fun of him they're obsessed. it's like but but at least Emmett, you talk about like tech you talk about right. like how yeah. things are changing and you try to find – and then you talk about talk different about the real kinds issues. of tech yeah. and AI and things like that. Not just one, but when you stick with the same topic day after day after day, the same man. And it's like part of the reason why Trump got elected is because people just kept talking about him. And what are they doing? They're just talking about him. I don't know. It's kind of messed
2: yeah. up.
10: Yeah, I don't but, like the way it, the and, you you left – uh, I kind of have a bone to pick with the way the, 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 left is, um, talking about everything. One of the, one of the big things that I don't like is this like recent, and it's like, dude, don't make me defend Trump. Stop it. Stop making me defend Trump. Stop being so crazy that, mm-hmm. that it sounds like I'm defending Trump. Uh, but like when they asked him, will you have a peaceful transition of power after the election? That question presupposes that he's going to lose. So why would he say yes? Why wouldn't he say, well, I'm not going to lose. So, you know, we won't have to worry about that, which is pretty much what he said. He did not say, even if I lose, I will not have a smooth transition of power. He never said that. But the left tries to make you think that Bill Maher. No, did but he whole, said in multiple rallies,
3: hour, he's insinuated that very scenario,
10: though. They are talking about mail-in uh, voter fraud, and they are trying to set that up. Um, so you you can make that argument, but I just don't. They're not saying what they're <laughs> they're not doing it in the way in the same way. It's more like Bill Maher has been paving the way for uh, Trump to uh, be a dictator more than Trump has. He's been normalizing it in his speech.
1: So kind of like by predicting that he's going to go down these pathways, you carve the pathway for him to go down in the first place.
10: I think so. I think if no, if Marr hadn't been talking about that for the last uh, four years, it would be so crazy for people to be even considering that. But he's harping on it every week for four years. And now everybody's like, oh, my God, I guess maybe we're going to have okay. a dictator." <laughs> right?
6: So Bill Marr is or is not funny?
2: <laughs> I
9: think he's funny. And,
2: really? and do and don't yeah, get me started. And don't get me started on Stephen no, Colbert. I
9: funny <laughs> oh, Stephen well, I think it's,
6: The thing is that we've funny discovered so that funny, young people yeah. really like to get their news with a dose of humor, especially Democrats. That that seems to be the the major divide to me. That Democrats really enjoy their with a strong dose of humor because this is how we handle it. Like when there's such so much tragedy in the world, we like to laugh about what's happening. Whereas um, on the right, it feels more like, you know, like laughing is uh, anathema. It's like it's almost, you know, the only type of laughter that they seem to engage in is uh, sort of a vicious kind of attacky kind of laugh, you know, like. um, And so laughter always feels like an attack in a sense. So, um, like, it's there's these two different sort of ways of looking at the world. And it seems to be centered around this, you know, comic comic tragedy types of, you know, which side do you fall on, you know? Is the world really serious and you really have to take care of, um, you know, like uh, sort of church and God in serious, you know, uh, patriots, patriotic way? Or do you laugh and, you know, try to humor in it?
2: I only
5: laugh when I, I hear do. something funny. But uh, but I, I just think that that it's just such a tragedy that comedy has become so hyper partisan. It's like, what was that ever its like purpose in the first place? That's why I like like people <laughs> who could do like self-depreciating humor i think comedy really started getting hyper-partisan when like bush uh attacked iraq and then like there was this gigantic split between the democrats and the republicans and then it just got crazier and crazier and it's just like developed into this mutant monstrosity and uh i i, I, don't, I don't know but then yang kind of came in and he was a funny guy and, and he used his like funniness for both sides to see eye to eye and both sides could kind of like agree with his opinions you know? it's kind of a kind of like-
1: used by people by, you know, however it fits them, to be honest. I mean, what you call comedy, one person doesn't. So for, and there's been political commentary and comedy for a very, very long time. Like the Greeks had oh, yeah. the court
3: jester is exactly that. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, sometimes it's satisfying.
8: Oops. Oh, what I was saying is there's several different types of humor. I mean, you could have slapstick humor. You know, you could have, I don't know, using an object as humor. You know, like every comedian has a different approach. Right. Um, And I think part of the thing is we have all these TV channels that are geared towards sending a message using, you know, Maybe not the most ideal uh, comedy, even for the audience, you know. Um, but like for us, uh, we we have books that uh, appear in our podcast, right? Yet we're still struggling to find an audience, you know. So it's like we almost have to cater to what kind of things um, work on people. Well, our well, podcast well, is com- not Comedy coming. is so
10: subjective, and, and everybody's right. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, um, um, Emmett. Um, I I just wanted to say, and don't take this the wrong way, I really don't know who you are. (laughs) Um, And and, and that's okay. Um, I'm going to start following, you know, your channel because I I really want to get to know you more uh, uh, and you seem like a really cool guy. But I have a question because um, for other people that may not yet know you, right, who are probably watching this or will watch this, uh, I guess a a good question would be um, about you, where in your background... Where did you stand politically before and how did you come to uh, become Yang Gang? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a question that I still haven't heard, but I wanted to ask it because I think it's important to kind of sure. like see, you know, your frame of mind and how, how did you reach to this to, to, to this place, to this conclusion that, that, you know, this is the way that, you know, we should be leading, you know, in other words?
10: Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I think I thought I was always a uh, Democrat um i think i probably uh thought that for and i maybe still think that um for you know like i like what they i like their stance on environmental stuff uh they they seem to lead the charge with that like i had a lot of conversations with a friend of mine that was a republican about all the subsidies and how bad that is and he's saying let capitalism do it why are why are we pushing all the environmental stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, when it comes to sweeping change and fast change, sometimes you have to incentivize to to make that happen fast. And so I like their environmental stuff. I've also I've been an actor and a comic for uh, my whole youth. And uh, so you're in that lifestyle, you're frequently on unemployment. Uh, <laughs> so having, I was very familiar with like social programs and, uh, you know, that's a very democratic, um, thing. And so, and I'm, I'm still super for them. Like I believe, I, I think capitalism is great, but it's not, uh, good in a vacuum. Like you need, uh, social programs along with it. Um, so that's where I was sort of coming from. And then, I've always just been into sci-fi. Like I've always just been a Trekkie and um, I've, I've always been a futurist. Like I've always tried to prognosticate uh, when they're going to be able to like, like cure aging. And like uh, my dream, my ultimate dream is to be like a space cowboy. Uh, So uh, those are just like where my interests are. I'm always watching sci-fi. So when I saw, I actually already knew about UBI before I knew about Andrew Yang. Um, because I I had heard Elon Musk talk about it. And I think I even heard about it before Elon Musk, because it, it's just a way to um, mitigate the the crazy job loss from all the automation. And so, but when I saw Yang, not only was he, that was his flagship thing, but every every other thing out of his mouth had to do with data. And it had to do with where we're going to be in 10 years. And when I'm talking with all my friends and when they are actually interested in what I'm interested in and I tell them, I'm telling them that like 10 years from now is going to be crazy. Like 10 years from now, you're not going to think twice about getting into a self-driving car and putting on your VR, whatever's to have a face to face with your friend that's also in a self-driving car, like Mm
2: -hmm.
10: uh, going to sleep in your car and waking up in a new city and that's going to change everything about everything.
8: That sounds
9: very
10: yep. wall <laughs> <laughs>
9: Yeah, but yeah. You know, it, it, it makes it makes sense because okay, 1996. I was still in high school. I was like a, a freshman in high school in 1996. So if somebody had told me that by 2006 we would be communicating on a phone right now, on they, the internet, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. so if somebody had said in 1996, ten years from now, you're right. gonna have Oh, you're going to be talking with somebody on the phone, but in a video chat.
10: And there's 12 we, of us. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah all the and videos so you, work. Yeah. You know
1: what yeah, I, you know all what the I different mean? Like, uh, modes we've traveled through too. Like we went from diskettes to like um, the zip ties to like we've gone through <laughs> CDs and all of that. And within a lifetime, whereas before mm-hmm. like the radio lasted, how long before the TV came along? Right. We're just going through these different modes and ways of uh, meeting each other, communicating with each other so fast that I, I don't think that the current generations at least are going to know what it means to like um, settle down the way older generations did. Things are changing on us so often. We've had to change around the way we think so often that we're but like slightly more able to adapt to the new technologies as they come out. So, but now we have a benefit of being really
8: Now we can also communicate to other countries, right? We don't have to go through these leaders anymore. We could be like, hey, you're working on UBI in UK and Canada and Kenya. Let's get on a phone call together. And guess what? We have on this channel. Like, that's what's incredible is we can team up with larger scale um, organizations, uh, you know, at a click, which is incredible.
10: Yeah. One of the best things I I heard uh, Andrew Yang say during the campaign that scared most people and i think turned a lot of people off uh was when he said that for climate change he has something about climate change he's like it's too late like it's too late like go to higher ground (laughs) like well i thought that was so refreshing and people were like oh no that's not a message that we can sell to the people uh no that's (laughs)
6: his emo side uh, coming out (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, so, it's, uh, we have started moving people to higher ground we have started to have to invest in it as these wildfires have claimed what was it three million acres i thought i read today it might that might not be the right number but it's a lot of um it's a lot of land over there and people can't live in that while it's actively on fire so we are actively moving people to higher ground we need and, to put people in all those
8: rv parks that are empty you know all those rv parks with Houses essentially on wheels. We should be putting people in those. Like, and, r- write it off for somebody, man. We can move yeah. these
6: people.
2: And here's here's the we're other not thing. Not help
6: during the big tornadoes that are coming to my area in East Texas. <laughs>
2: here, here's here's the other thing. Here's here's the other thing. Um, it's like the reason why like people were so off putted by Andrew Yang saying we're we're too late on co- climate change or whatever is because. You know they don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear you know something positive or saying like they have a a chance or whatever. Because that's that's yeah. how things are nowadays. We're all about you know oh let's keep things you know uh, fun and enjoyable and entertaining. We don't want to hear the true stuff. We don't want to hear any pessimistic talk or whatever or cynical or whatever because that you know we're not because we don't want to want to hear hope. You know mm-hmm. we're, we're we're yeah that's that's not the trend and we don't want to be like uh, feeling like how we did in the past or whatever and stuff. This is like a whole loss of like running away and dodging and just, you know, and then, you know, and then oh, once like, that called them out, they're, they're like, oh my goodness, how dare you say that about me? Like, you know, and stuff. So it's, it's, it's you yeah, know, that's, that's that's how we're living. So
8: bruising people's egos is what's happening. People thought they were doing a good job and now their egos are bruised because maybe they were behind some of the things that led here, right? I don't care who did it, though. I honestly don't care who caused the problem. Can we please just fix them already? Like, let's focus on ideas. Let's stop yep. talking about people. Like, let's create these coalitions together to, like, have these actionable items, like, in place. And, you know, if, if we lead the way and reinvent what we can do, like, other people are going to follow suit. We We just have to have those early adopters. Like anything, like Tesla, if you have early adopters who invest on the uh, technology, it eventually will release to the greater number of people. uh, But we have to do that with UBI. And, And people are just so scared. But like we are the early adopters of UBI and we see the importance of it, Right. So we just have to get people
2: on our what bandwagon, right? Yep. But like, but like, well, Angie yeah. said, but like, Angie said, it it is too late. And I mean, he, I mean, he was, he he's like, you know, uh, he was like the people, uh, he was like pretty much telling the people, like, it, it's too late to leave now. The storm is already here. You know, even though for years, like, we've been saying, hey, there's a storm coming. You got to get prepared. You got to like, uh, get get out of here or whatever. And then people said, oh, that's a bunch of baloney. We'll be fine. And and now. Now we're in a we're in a predicament where it's that's 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 like it's there's slim to none chance of survival. And and then Andrew Yang comes in. And it's like, well, you know, according to the data, we're already screwed. Like we we have plenty of time to do something, but we, we chose not to. So now we should we have heard know. this message. Yes. of
10: We should have heard the message of it's too late. Twenty years ago, people should have been saying that exactly. a while ago because no, that's Al-Sor the, that's the mindset. It, yeah. <laughs> I remember that's moment. the mindset that you have to be in to like actually be like, "Oh shit, I better do something."
6: Well,
9: <laughs> well I mean, okay,
6: so we've got uh, what
9: about Al Gore? Al Gore said it twenty years ago.
6: Yeah, he did. I mean, I, w- I remember I was there when that all anyway, still saying, Everybody though, didn't that
10: like pick if, up. If we don't change in twenty years, like we even even the message of that was still like you know in well, right here there's we a are 20 years point later that we're and we're saying
6: the same thing still 20 years from now yeah
1: the message too is late. too vague anyways cuz like there's different I, consequences for if we start acting at different points in time it, it's too late for well not humankind in general but it's a hu- too late for us not to be able to like uh, move to higher ground we have to start doing that we have to start doing a different kind of work try and reverse effects or it's going to continue to domino to the point where it's, it might already be unsolvable even now, but like
2: (laughs) the sea levels are already our conversation
6: today by talking about how to get uh, Joe Biden to that. We, you know, we're looking at because uh, he was, he's been talking more and more with Andrew and uh, trying to invite him in as a advisor and things like that. So what we're really hoping is for Andrew to maybe have his own uh, cabinet in a new cabinet position, for the Office of Technology, right? One that was eliminated awesome. in the years past. And that's what he had suggested during his run for presidency. What do you think about that? What would an Office of Technology be able to do? doing for us?
10: Ooh, is that to me? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that would and be... And everyone
6: else. I mean, you know, jump in when, when Emmett gets a That would be chance. super
10: exciting. Uh, and Andrew would be the only person I'd want in there. Anybody else uh, that I've seen talk about this is like would scare me to be to hold that position uh, because they just don't know what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) Anybody that I'd seen on the campaign trail anyway. um, You know, I'd love Elon Musk to be in there. But uh, (laughs) it might
6: just be the the uh, extreme age of our politicians versus the, the general population or the people who are actually moving and doing in technology now.
10: Right.
2: <laughs> I
1: like Elon Musk, you know, in general, but uh, Andrew has a certain kind of empathy to him that I don't think Elon can convey. That Elon's makes got too much better. going on. Yeah. yeah. It makes Yang better for a position like that because you have to also be communicating consistently with people about these kinds of ideas and be an effective um, communicator in that sense, not just an effective businessman, not just somebody who understands what's going on, but somebody who can like really plug the ideas. Yeah.
7: When Elon well, Musk got money to build his company from the government, we should have gotten shares in his affairs. I
5: mean, that, I mean, that's I mean,
7: something that bothered like, me the, you, that he didn't
5: offer that. Not only that, Karen, like the internet was created by taxpayer dollars, so all of these gigantic tech companies, like oh, like a big we're, fair share. We're getting shares.
10: We do have shares. We have shares in. The idea that uh, the government has our best interests at heart by promoting green companies—really? That—that's <laughs> well, we also have that's uh, us saying like, yes, we want subsidies for electric car companies. Yes, pay Elon Musk. I don't see why we should just get shares in his company. I that's not doesn't that doesn't seem like
5: it. Oh, no, no, Elon. No, I'm, I'm talking about all the Facebooks and Googles and all yeah. that stuff, but like you know, if, if we, if we helped to, if our tax dollars helped to like build something and grow something, and now that thing is making a ton of money, then we see returns on that investment.
10: Well, that's what I like about UBI. Cause it's like universal. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, Hey, yeah. uh, you know, you signed on the dotted line for this amount of money. So you owe us this. It's just like, look, We've got a system set up. Yeah. Uh, you're a company in the U S and so you pay this much. Like, I, I don't think we should be right. looking at it. Like, um, you know, like a VC or something, uh, investment w- would look the at accounting a company just gets too crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, to yeah. When it's universal. It makes it easier.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: And if you scale down to like how responsible are small businesses then towards the well-being of, um, everybody as well. So since, uh, Larger companies are small businesses also get some grants and get some help in different ways. Do we start, you know, applying those rules to them, too? And I would say absolutely not if we ever did go this direction. But Congress might make that argument or somebody might make that argument in bad faith. You know, complications. Universality is the um, the key to getting rid of complications. Right. The idea that Andrew
7: Yang was going to possibly be working in the small business arena, I thought was an interesting point because right now small businesses are in the most dangerous position in our economy because bigger businesses got grants, small businesses got loans, and the customers that be walking in the door didn't get much of anything. They're in a very dangerous position right now.
10: Yeah, I'm definitely not happy with how the whole thing went down for this, uh, this thing I, I think i kept saying i kept I, was, I stopped watching the news but i kept being like why don't they just give it to everyone just give everyone the same amount just give it to the people and then you don't need all these uh payment loans yep. you know to to the why give it to the company to to dole out and own it uh to get to to trust them to give it to their employees to keep them just give it to the employee but
9: they then, don't they <laughs> and they, yeah. they never do and when you look at what happened JCPenney, what did they do? They right. gave like seven million dollars to each of their directors, and then they filed for bankruptcy. They didn't do so, anything
7: for customers. Doing it wrong. A business it, needs a customer. How come they didn't? They right. never support and protect the customers. And I don't even think we should call what we have in this country capitalism because it's, it's been not, supply it's, side. It's just
5: reverse communism. It's, exactly. It, that that's all we got in this country is just communism for the too big to fails and capitalism for the people who are struggling so it's like it's like you get the worst of both worlds all rolled up into one and uh no one so so i mean if you are a conservative if you are a libertarian a republican whatever you want to call yourself why would you be for communism for corporations doesn't make sense
9: yeah correct and and that's that's part of the reason why that's part of the reason why me, you know, like I said before, I don't know if you were here, Emmett, when I said it, I'm actually a Republican who switched to Democrat to vote for Andrew Yang. And yeah. um, so my, my journey is a little different. I spoke to, I spoke about it on Padgett's channel when she interviewed me a couple weeks ago. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, there's a couple things. And as I alluded to earlier, when we were talking about abortion is there's a couple things in the Republican party that I just don't understand, um, where they see, uh, you know, they, they, they want certain things, but what they fight for contradicts for the contradicts the things that they want. Right. And, and, and what I mean by that is talking about like abortion, you know, they don't want big government, but yet they want government to tell women what to do with their bodies. It's a contradiction, you know? Um, so that, that's, that's, uh, it's interesting. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that is a that is a big uh, uh, contradiction, you know, because you know, as far as like the uh, the abortion argument, like when they say you know pro life and pro life, and I feel like another comedian, George, the great George Carlin, mentioned that when it came to like he he made this one joke saying, how come when it's us is an abortion, but when it's a chicken, it's an omelet, and then you know it's like uh, they they always talk about sanctity of life and like oh the fetus is, is wow. worth or whatever when they <laughs> fix it. You know they won't even like take care of it and like raise it in this world or whatever. Unless mm-hmm. unless they turn eighteen and they, they just throw them into in the military or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. They want they
5: want live children so they can
2: have dead dead uh, soldiers,
5: soldiers. Yeah, but right. but but, uh, but it, oh, I I just thought of something. Like Emma, it's 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 like maybe you could make a thing where the Monopoly Man has like a hammer and sickle with like the communists. <laughs> national anthem at the end and just like it's corporate communism it could be like da 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 and it's like the monopoly man like and he's all red and 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 like like it's just con- you know so so it would be hilarious to get that whole idea and turn it on its head and it's like hey look communism is here it's in our country but it's not for you it's for the people at the top <laughs>
10: there you go. so i'm i'm not totally on board with that whole idea I don't know if maybe I just uh, don't understand exactly what you're saying, but like I've had a few conversations with uh, people that are like, think we should abolish all, um, you know, billionaires. You shouldn't have a system where billionaires should oh. can can, you know. No, happen. no, no.
5: that That's that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, they, they talk about the invisible hand of the market. But then if you're going to have bailouts like the one that we had in 08 and you're going to have these uh, too big to fail kind of thing, why should they why should we have communism for the people at the top? Why shouldn't they, you know, be like like they can earn their money, too, if they lost all of it, because because then if you went to Las Vegas and you lost like, there's two there's two
10: arguments to that, though. I mean, too big to fail. Just let them fail. Some people say that. Some people like even that guy. Uh, damn it, I can never remember his name. It's like Palahoffi the top the or something. Uh, he's on all the Talking Head shows for like econ. He he says, uh, you know, let them fail. But if you do, how much turmoil is that going to cause? Um, so I I don't know if I'm totally
5: fully one hundred percent against bailouts. You know, but but it has I to be like reasonable. Bailouts. But it has to be reasonable and with strings attached. Because yeah. if, if you do, if they do the bailouts and they buy their own stock and they fire all of these employees that they have, they're all looking out for themselves. Right. Well, like the you know,
10: JCPenney thing that you talked about like that. That's right. totally shady. There should be there should be repercussions for stuff like that, um, like right. br- gaming, completely gaming the system when it's obvious. Like we don't let it happen with monopolies. Like, why are we letting it happen with, uh, right. you know, some of these?
5: Things like I that. Mean, like, there, there's I, so I, many strings attached to food stamps and all the unemployment. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, 100%. They, they gave
9: all that money to corporations and it was non-means test. You know what I mean? Like the money they gave us for stimulus was all means tested. But for the corporations, there was no means testing whatsoever. You know, it was across the board. You get the money, do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah, but
6: this is the problem with giving the money to the corporations, is that when you give the money to the corporations, they, they do what with it? They buy more stock, they buy uh, materials, things, they, they pay for their um, rent or things like that. And they probably buy robots and they replace more people because that, that you know, makes their their annual and monthly, out you know, um, the expenses lower. And, um, but do they actually match up products with people? They don't, because they still can't move the product. Humans can't afford to buy them because the individuals never got the money in their hands. So that was the real problem with the bailout of banks or bailout of big corporations is the money goes to the corporations and bypasses the people. And so the people still can't be connected to goods and services. The farmer just lets his fields, just all the stuff, just rot because still nobody can afford to buy the stuff, or you know truckers aren't moving the goods or whatever. So you have to issue the money at the very basic uh, unit. is giving it to all the individuals in our country. That's what the universal in- basic income is about: is raining the money back to every person where they are, so they can actually meet their needs with that money, and then the corporations still get paid, right? In
1: yeah. Real circumstance. You keep your house, and
6: they get paid.
1: A circulatory mm-hmm. system that—pardon <clears throat> me—that provides a little bit of blood. To you can't be like, "Well, we should cut off the blood to the hand so that that way the feet can get more." Either you have right. to, yeah,
10: it's—I think it's
1: both functioning, yeah, so that that way everything's flowing in every direction. But they have been ignoring the people at the bottom so long that the top right. will probably survive a little bit better without it a lot longer than us
10: right and the more the, the more you i mean it's not a completely like you can't just give it all to the people i think that's at a certain point if a, if you have to target it toward well this you know let's say airline or whatever needs to not fail or this you know specific bank needs to not fail like i i think that's okay but as long as that's not the only thing you're doing and you're neglecting right. the people um, I think there's I think, I think there's room there's for
6: both very small amounts of uh, where you really have to direct money to a particular industry. The reason people don't want to take airplane flights right now, obvious, right? Even in Sweden, where they don't have um, severe lockdowns and things like that, where everything's kind of voluntary, you know, you can do it or not do it. It's just kind of suggested. Most people are still wanting to keep themselves safe they don't want to do extra travel if they don't have to they don't want to really eat out or do things where they have to get into contact with other people because most people do understand science and right. so they want to protect and, themselves and, so i and can not, see like maybe propping up an industry that is going to temporarily be a little bit different but i can't see um in general you know if you don't give the money to the people first and then let that be uh, spent the way that humans are going to want to spend it. Um, it's not going to. It's never going to help people. We right. have one of those JCPenney's that's dying in our town, and it's been reinstated. It's not well, dying you're, anymore. You're, but is anybody going to go shop there now? Just because right, it's right. not yeah, going For so right kind of
5: thing? I am like, I, I don't know, get let it. it.
10: Let it fail. People want to use Amazon. Like that's here, fine. <laughs> here,
5: here's here's the thing though, and if you are giving them, you know, this this money. All the people ha- at the top have to be replaced. That's what Iceland and, uh, what, what is it? Some of these Scandinavian countries did, and rightfully so. Why would you keep the people that are causing the problems and giving them money? It's like, look, like we're going to give you this money, but all of your management and all of these guys at the top who like made these bad decisions we have to see new ones be and 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 if they if they made those decisions with like and they knew the repercussions and this shit was going to hit the fan even jail them jeesh and put new ones in there
6: what
8: i would like to see done is them investing this money into some journalism to figure out what the actual problems are we need more investigative reporting uh from the ground level and You know, if you can't afford your basic needs, you know, you're not going to go spend some extra time to figure out what the actual problems are in your city. Maybe you need to test the water because it's polluted because of the factory down the street. Right. Um, But if, if you're just trying to figure out how to put food in your stomach, you might not test that. And then now you're taking pills from pharma. Uh, to deal with these side effects right and so now you're getting stuck paying all these extra costs because you're not finding the source of the problem um but you know right now with journalism uh there's not a lot of dependable journalism out there you know and and the people that i see doing the best work are getting paid the least you know and i think there needs to be a shift in that so that we can have uh like i think that's yeah. the first way to solve any problem is find
5: the source of it right the, what what's in the what's the glitch in the machine what are the bugs and sometimes it's not a the, a bug you think it's a bug but the system is so corrupt that the bug is a feature and there are people in the system defending these uh, uh features that they just say that are bugs and we need to we need to look into that we need to have like a whole investigation
10: Yeah, my take on media is uh, I think I'm just trying to do news that like is the most important. And I know that like I just put out a video today on uh, DNA data storage, uh, and that's probably not, you know, forefront of people's minds. But um, (laughs) the kind of news that I think is going to uh, all of a sudden be super important and change everything is not the. You know, the the policy stuff that everybody's talking, saying the same things and going circles around like I really want to get people educated on how crazy the, the, the changes are that are going to come. And maybe that will be a roundabout way to get them thinking about uh, h- how policy needs to change, because people are thinking mm-hmm. about policy with a lot of these old paradigms that, uh, you know, in 10 years are not going to be uh, right
1: so kind of uh, you want to see those ideas pushed to the forefront so that, that way policy can be involved around what's going to happen, not what's happening. Yeah,
10: right
5: now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like uh, like yeah. what they tell uh, uh, anti-aircraft gunners. Don't shoot where that plane is. Right. Shoot where where it's going to be. Where it's going to be because because, exactly. because by the time you fire it at that thing, it's already at that next place. But then yeah. you know there's that there's that intersection point that you you allow for. How much is the delay going to be? And let's calculate for that. Right.
6: So, Emmett, it says that you're also a digital artist. Are you, what do you um what do you can cons- what are what types of digital uh, art do you um is in your wheelhouse?
1: I think he Emmett, froze.
6: Yeah, Emmett looks frozen to me. Uh-oh. Because I was thinking that that might be an intersection with Nell. <laughs> so.
9: Yeah, that sounds right, actually.
6: Right?
3: It would be, yeah. like we a piece yeah, of his digital art right now. It's <laughs> very lifelike. I'm ha-
2: I'm, I'm it's very lifelike. Pizza, guys. Maybe he's just not, the, not, not a fan of the question. <laughs> Can you guys hear exactly. me? like, Are you kidding yep. me?
6: I was actually going go to teach everyone how go to ahead. put your credits in. Uh, this might be a good time to do that and also to, uh, close out our discussion today since Emmett is frozen also. Um, if you go into the live stream chat, you're welcome to put in, uh, you, what you do is you push exclamation mark and then you type credit and then you go ahead and put your name and, uh, you know, if you, if there's something that you would like some place that you would like people to come and find you in after the show if they want to talk to you you could put your twitter handle you could put um you know your uh instagram or whatever it is that you you do them uh that you would like to people to connect to youtube channel whatever it is and uh oh. that will go into our um credits when we uh, finish up the show for youtube and also awesome. um yeah so let's see if anybody, I, I did that earlier today. So Mia and Ariel are going to give you an example in case you want to see yes. how to do that. And then we can uh, just go ahead and close out by um, giving our Twitter handles orally so that our listeners can also be able to find us.
8: Um, I would like to sure. do that now. My battery on my phone is dying. My phone is getting overheated again. Yeah,
6: so, let's have um, Faye, Let's start with Faye Doney.
8: Uh, my name is Faye uh, Doney, and my Twitter handle is TisDoney, T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y, and uh, I'm working on a documentary if anybody uh, has anything they want to help contribute. Um, I'm looking for some interview uh, people. Uh, I got to figure out how to pull that off uh, during the pandemic, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, so uh, come Come message me if you have anything.
6: Okay. Who's next? And did you give your Twitter handle yes. already?
8: Yeah.
6: Yes. I yeah, I okay. give it again. Tis Downey.
1: T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y.
6: <laughs> Very nice. All right. And um,
1: how about Mia? Oh, uh, hi. I'm Mia. Mia Songbird on Twitter. Um, no spaces. M-E-A instead of like M-I or anything like that. I'm also Mia Songbird on Prey. World. And um, I co-host uh, Humanity Hangs for Humanity Forward Tuesdays and Fridays every week.
6: Very good. How about Izzy? Can you Izzy?
10: guys hear me now?
1: Yeah, can we can hear you, you again.
10: Oh, I'm back. You don't my have your died. video on. But... I'm just only audio on my...
6: <laughs> That's fine. It works great. We're, we started out as being a purely audio podcast, but now we've kind of moved into live stream space.
2: Yeah, welcome back. And then we missed you. <laughs> we were yeah, we problem. were
6: asking you one last question Emmett about uh what what you do as a digital artist.
10: Cool. Um well right now I'm I'm doing YouTube full time. Uh, I'm actually uh sort of using this uh, stimulus and uh unemployment. I was um the creative director for Facebook ads, so all those uh all those targeted ads you used to get, that a lot of them were probably coming from me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so yeah. that was
6: a, yeah. That's an area in which you might be overlapping with, uh, with, uh, Nell in terms of, uh, skills, because Nell does a lot of, uh, graphic art for, um, various candidates for the UBI candidates. So.
10: Um, yeah, so now it's just, it's just the YouTube channel. Um, you know, we'll see what happens in another six months. If I have to start, uh, freelancing or get another job, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed this uh, channel will, uh, start paying bills by then it's 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 about halfway there
6: very nice and uh i was teaching everyone how to do their uh, credits on the live stream chat if you hit that button you'll see how uh you push the you put the exclamation mark credit and then go ahead and put anything you'd like uh to appear on our channel as a, pl- a place that people can you know find you again um and we're going to do it orally also it's gonna be our next person are you are you here live izzy
2: Oh, oh! There you go. oh I, I, didn't, I didn't hear my name, uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, my my Twitter handle is uh, at at uh, Izzy Bolden I z z y b o l d e n. It's also the same handle I got for Instagram. I'm also a content creator on uh, YouTube. Uh, can't really do it full time due to health problems, and uh, it's on. Is my channel is like uh, called Iziland YT, and I also have a a. a a podcast set up and like, like Emmett, like, I mean, I would love to, I would love to have you on. It's like, I feel like, yeah, this, this we could have like a definitely a great discussion, maybe go into detail about, uh, you know, um, like, uh, you know, what we've talked about today or, or any, any, any other, any other stuff. I mean, so, but, uh, yeah, like on, on my, on my, um, on my, on my podcast, uh, you know, I, I actually just got down to speak with, um, you know, grassroots Yang gang, you know, Russ and, Russ and, uh, uh, I- I Laza, Uh, and we had a pretty great discussion about, uh, the state of the Yang gang and corruption and various other stuff. So definitely be on the lookout for that on oh, the podcast is called easy land uncut. And we we're it's, it's unscripted, uncensored, unfiltered. We, we, you know, talk about various things. We even, uh, you know, um, you know, and, and any, any ish, any issue necessary. And we don't, uh, we don't hold anything back and we even hold other people accountable or as you would like to call it uh judging people. But uh yeah, and I'm like the Gordon Ramsay of you know, the Yang Gang of made First, so but um yeah, yeah, um that's 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 all I have. So definitely like definitely subscribe, but stay stay tuned for you know, I try to make put in episodes like every 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 other week. Um, you know, have you know, have a have, uh, do interviews the the week before and stuff like that, but yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you know, it's it's a place to like you know let others you know um you know share their ideas, their thoughts, or you know and anything with with the audience, the listeners, and yeah, it's like you know we and with barely any interruptions, you know, just be have straight on one on one discussion and all that. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to make that and my channel something big in the coming years, if possible. But yeah.
6: Sounds good. Um, how about, um, Karen? Are you
7: here? Yeah. Karen Patrick. My uh, Twitter handle is at CareworthCast. I have a podcast about the UBI and caregivers. And, uh, if you go to my website, careworthpodcast.com, you can find a really awesome interview I just did with Mia. It was very excellent. Two mom caregivers having a good chat. So. Um, Yeah, CareWorthPodcast.com and at CareWorthCast. Thank you. Awesome. How about, oh, did we do Mia yet?
1: You did me.
6: Okay, then let's go to Nell.
9: All right. (laughs) All right. Well, um, real easy. My Twitter handle is Nell Nieves, N-E-L-N-I-V-E-S. I'm sorry. N-E-L-N-I-E-V-E-S. That's my Twitter handle. And uh, you can follow me. Like whatever, <laughs> um, or not, you know. But uh, uh, that's that's it. I don't know. Am I missing anything else? It, it, this has been great. By the way, are, are we are we closing out soon or?
6: Yeah, we're going to close it out soon. now. thank All you right. for joining us today. Jackbox Games
9: afterwards, no.
1: right uh,
6: around uh, eight p.m. tonight in Eastern. Eight p.m. Eastern. We're going to start our Jackbox games. Ariel.
5: Okay, so I'm uh, Ariel's. Ariel's. On Twitter, so you can find me at A R I E L S, my first name, and A E R I E L S. And then I and also have a YouTube channel, slash, revolutionary thinking. It's spelled the way it's said.
6: Okay, I'm um, Faye Koo at P A L E S T I N E M A T H. And um, Hannah, how about you?
3: Yeah, I uh, I am a full-time activist and citizen an advocate based out of Seattle. I'm also the co-founder of the Testify for UBI project, where we're trying to get a panel of experts and everyday Americans to testify in front of Congress as to the benefits of UBI. Uh, I am also on uh, the Asian American Leadership Council for Humanity Forward, and I highly recommend checking out our uh, October eighth. Uh, event. Where we're going to talk about the transition team and possibly like Andrew's possible role in there. So go to asian-americans.org to get more information. Uh, I am on Twitter at NowHannah1, that's N-O-W-H-A-N-N-A-H-W-O-N, or, and also uh, at Testify for UBI. Thanks for having me on.
6: Thank you for coming. Uh, Emmett, are you able to give an uh, an oral goodbye to everyone? Um, Emmett's phone is giving him some trouble, so maybe we'll just have Shale um, close out.
0: Uh, My name is Shale. I'm a 'er ne'er-do-well layabout and tramp. Uh, I am at S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y on Twitter. Thank you so much for watching or listening. And do join us for Jackbox Games very shortly, 8 to 11 Eastern, on our Twitch. Goodbye.
6: I want to uh, I want to uh, encourage everybody to check out Emmett's uh, Instagram at Emmett Short S T A G R A M and uh, find him at Knee of the Curve on Twitter.